0: What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing this week? Doing well, man.
1: Big week this week. We got a lot Big of week. news, a lot of stuff to discuss. We're talking Cherry. We're talking uh, the Frank Grillo movie. I never... I always, boss level. Boss level. I always forget what to call it. But also, I'm I'm letting everybody know, y'all are getting this on Thursday. It won't be late, y'all. are getting this on Thursday because... There's too much stuff dropping this weekend for us to drop this late. Next week will be a big week for this show. Not only are we continuing our actor conversation next week, but we got Zack Snyder's Justice League and Falcon Winter Soldier, which I'm hype about. But this week, a lot of news that gets us to next week. Plus, I'm hyped to talk our actors list this week. A lot of people responded well to the first week and we had some criticism. We had some acceptance. They're just like, y'all better not mess up the
0: rest. (laughs) I can understand the criticism for where I put Brad Pitt after doing today's list. I'm like, maybe I should have moved him up. Brad Pitt Pitt hasn't even come up in my list
1: yet. Like he's not even coming up today. Like you crazy for what you did to Brad.
0: It was disrespectful. It was disrespectful. I'll admit that, but you know, it is what it is. We're moving on 19 to 15 today.
1: (laughs) It's bro, I'm still like, I'm gonna be honest. When we talk about it, we're gonna have to talk through uh 19 and 18 for me because I keep switching them. Like that know, good, I don't know about
0: 19 and 18. For me, a lot, my um a couple of the names that I'll have on the list are names that you had listed last week. Oh. So I made it a little bit easier for me this week. Uh and but I do have um I guess one new name on my radar that I think will be an interesting conversation.
1: Okay, cool. Well, uh, I'm hyped for this. Uh, what you been watching. Did we talk last chance you last week?
0: No, I've only seen the first episode. I'm loving this season, bro. This I, is way I, better than football. Way better than football. Yeah. I think we'll, what you're thinking of is a week. I think we talked about it on, on a uh, bros who think, think this week.
1: Well, just real quick, better than football. I love the coach. The coach is probably the best coach they've had. But what I love is the fact there's real talent. Like uh, yeah, Joe Hampton played at Oak Hill against Ben, uh, ben Simmons. Was the best I player he was on, on their team. team. No, he was on Oak Hill. He was against them. Okay. Ben Simmons on my verdict. And Joe Hampton was the best player on Oak Hill that year. Who y'all know is the legendary North Carolina basketball school. We got a guy that was the best player in LA. Only reason why he couldn't go because he was dumb. We got a guard who was incredible. Like, I'm so happy for all of these kids, where they all end up. The only thing is, of course, COVID messes up the end of the season.
0: Yeah. And, you know, like you said with the coach, uh, at least in the last, that last chance you with the other California football team, the coach was a good guy. guy. Well, he was a good guy. He was just boring. Yeah. He was just boring. Like, this guy's a little bit more interesting. I I like his style. He has the entertainment of the first two coaches, but he's just a good human. For sure, for sure. So, like, he's been interesting, and, you know, you mentioned those two guys, but, you know, there's even – what's what's more – what's better about basketball as opposed to football is that it's way more intimate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, we're getting so to you know get to almost know the full everybody. team, you know? Yeah, facts. Um, I've Like I said, I've only gotten through the first episode. And, you got to finish. Um, it is great. Tell me if I'm wrong. Like, don't they get into a little COVID stuff, too? At the end. Yeah.
1: At the end, because it catches up some, you know, and yeah. – I just feel bad for the coach because the thing is, he never wants to stay title. He always gets some deep, 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 but never wins. And COVID happened. So,
0: yeah, so they don't that, play. That, it. They're, yeah. they're
1: you, there you go. They're like, but it's worth watching. Eat, and I just think it's incredible. Also, Netflix needs to bring back the world champion cooking show where it's the two chefs oh, yes. from different countries. Yes, they piece. do. I don't know why we haven't gotten a season two yet. It pisses me off that we're getting. Bl- like that show was better than blown away. As much as I love blown away, that show is the best reality show competition show they've had the entire time. And I don't know why we haven't gotten it back. Yeah.
0: That's like one of my favorite cooking competition shows I've ever watched.
1: Same. Like. And I was watching, I was watching, this is why I thought of it because me and Chris started watching the American barbecue competition show. First off, horrible judging on that. Even though I, I do like the show, the judging's too easy. And Schubert, they wear the same clothes every day. The The studio bought them the same pair for every day. So when the editing crew is editing, it's easier for them to mix and match and put stuff. So that means it's not um, happening when the time it's happening, which makes me upset that's bad reality TV. But yeah, the, top, it's, it's but the cooking is cool, but it's just like, man, y'all should have did better. And that's what made me think of the... Uh, the the cooking show, plus it was trending this week. So I was like, ooh, maybe since it's trending, we can get a season two.
0: Maybe so. I don't know what their whole deal is with that. I mean, maybe because of COVID has been a kind of an issue. It but be- I think but I think it would be the, the right kind of show to have on the downturn of the pandemic because yeah, you know bro. T- t- getting people to go back out to restaurants. You know, you could talk about these people who have probably struggled. They yep. probably really need the publicity for their restaurants.
1: Yep. Facts. You know, I, I'm trying to get the name of it so I can tell people. Well it's, it's
0: trending now. I just wish I could I thought that it. I thought that when she said it was it was called the World Baking, we're well, not baking. It's but,
1: not, no, it's not. It's I I think it's world oh no, the final table.
0: The final uh, table. The final yeah.
1: table A cooking uh, a cooking a global cooking competition. Also, I got a good on the rise movie on the rise for Netflix that I just remembered about. But I got to ask you, did you watch the Bachelor finale? I saw people up in oh, arms yeah, on Twitter. Tell me what happened. Why They were mad that Matt wasn't talking. They said that the Bachelor tried to silence him because they wouldn't let him say his full piece or some shit like that.
0: I mean, I think they got a lot out. I mean, it, okay. was, it was pretty much BS for the first two hours because, like, he gets a, he gets up in there. And uh, he does a hugger or some shit. Well, no, no, he, he, uh, no, I'm talking about like the actual show part. Like, you're talking okay. about the after the final rose, the third hour of the fucking, yeah, marathon, that's what, yeah, that that that's was. what I'm talking
1: about. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: but like, with a man, you know, your
1: acho or with
0: aqua, whatever. Yeah. And in, in, the, in the first hour or whatever, he like meets, you, you meet his, or you've already met them, but his brother and his mom are on there. His brother straight up looks like Colin Kaepernick after he discovered, <laughs> um, social justice. Oh,
1: so you got and, braids
0: or an afro? Um braids. Okay. Like I my, my whole thought process on that is like uh, before Matt looks like Colin Kaepernick before Social Justice and his brother looks like Colin Kaepernick. No, see, Social I
1: Justice. think Matt looks like Colin Kaepernick right when Social Justice started, when he had the big fro in the beard. What's his name looks like? Oh, well, Colin now, now that he has
0: the beard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. His
1: brother looks like Colin Kaepernick At once the Social Justice started taking off and he did the Nike commercial with all the yes. black kids around him with the cornrows and the dashiki.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and, you know, the mother looks like Miss Fowl from Jimmy Neutron. Nice. But anyway, that was that was all weird. Like, you know, the brother was actually really cool because he like went in there and was asking like really tough questions. I'm like, yeah, this is like the kinds of questions that Matt would need to ask. But then the mother comes in and is like, yeah, so, you know, love fades. And then it puts like Matt in, like his weird headspace or whatever. He's like, yo, like, I don't know if I can get engaged or whatever. Mm, and so the he's, mom, like, that was basically
1: Chris- the mom being nice on TV saying I don't fuck with this bitch.
0: Pretty much, but I mean, like, it was for both of them. Like, she, oh, she was saying that she ain't fuck with either. And one. I don't know, but um, so he's and so the whole couple hours is like him being like, "Oh, do I do I propose? Do I not propose?" And then like he get, goes on a date with Michelle, and he's and Michelle's you know being Michelle like the you know amazing best woman. human there is, yeah. amazing woman. And then he's like, "Yeah, you know, I'm just I'm just I'm not gonna get Rachel. there with you."
1: <laughs> and
0: like, good for and her. She,
1: she dodged a bullet.
0: No, no, Matt said that to her.
1: No, I'm saying that oh, yeah. she dodged a bullet not getting with Matt.
0: Yeah, it was like. Because she's too good it, for him. The 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 one thing that he said that I thought was like a, a huge like slap in the face was she was like, wow, like how did it, it just all of a sudden like turned and he was like, no, it didn't and so i was like bro like that's crazy say that you can't say that to her that's like that's like saying that That you've been thinking about this the whole time that means
1: you've had her here just for the show like
0: yeah so like he he gets rid of her or whatever before he even goes on the date with rachel and so we know that rachel's gonna go or whatever but he like says no to going on a date with rachel so he can like talk to neil lane and you know do the whole neil lane bachelor thing but he's still like oh i don't know if i can propose like i really love rachel but I can't propose or whatever. So he gets to there and he doesn't propose to her. And then we get to the Emmanuel Acho after the final rose. A lot of people are hating on Emmanuel Acho. I thought he did all right. <laughs> I don't necessarily think that he's like the guy for the future. Like I said before, I really think that Michael Strahan would be a better person, but yeah. I thought what he, I thought he needed to be there for that role. And people were like, oh, you know, Chris Harrison, blah, blah, blah. Chris Harrison could not have had the conversations that needed to be had in that no. last hour. Oh, There's just no, no way. So Acho did a good job with doing what he had to do. They bring out Michelle, and you know, he, they're they're talking to uh, with Michelle about you know how she feels about things, the breakup with Matt, and um, and she was like, yeah, I asked the production if I could have like two minutes with him to like say my piece for closure. I didn't want to win him back or anything. Oh. And he said, and he said he wouldn't see her. So oh, damn. So like it was just another like Matt James being like a, a fuck boy, and uh, yeah, I mean it just did not look good for him a, a lot of the way through. Um, and then he comes out to talk to Michelle, and Michelle like roasts him. She's like, "Hopefully in your next relationship, you don't kiss with your eyes open." And you and when they, and someone expresses their feelings to you, you don't say thanks for sharing. You find a new oh, phrase. And I was like, "Ooh, burn. get him."
1: Good for her. So what, what was uh, it for Rachel? Did they did they go together? Are they broken up? What?
0: Yeah. So. When he's talking to Matt or whatever, he, they're talking about the whole Rachel stuff. Like he and Rachel were together when all that stuff came out. Mm, then they broke up because of the, the. And then optics, they broke up because of it because he his no well it, the optics, but like his whole deal about it was she didn't and fully he, understand she she, she couldn't fully me, appreciate his blackness. That's what he's telling
1: me when he didn't look at her Instagram before they before they started like. She didn't just she didn't scrub her Instagram before she got on the show.
0: Well, that's like the whole uh, conspiracy theory is that the is that the Bachelor put her on and like spearheaded her to win the season so that they could have this conversation, mm. which I feel like is way too. I know, feel like that, that's that's I don't because, think I don't think, but that's I feel
1: like Matt James only broke up with her because he was pressured by the fact of social media because of the pictures. But there's no way he did not look at her Instagram any time before they started dating
0: well i don't know I, how many times do you get someone on instagram and you look all the way back to 2018 I mean, pictures if like it's, it's three curse, years
1: i'm gonna just say this for curse I, I i went pretty far i went to her beginning of her instagram <laughs> like i'm <laughs> just to be honest i was just looking just to see what her life was like
0: i feel that but while we were dating yeah and i mean, I mean we're still And, dating, and when i actually like, saw the picture three, it was three. like if i was just scrolling and not like looking I probably would have scrolled past it because, I mean, it was a selfie and you could like, you can only tell, like, by this portion or oh. whatever that it's, like, an antebellum dress. Like, it wasn't, like, a full-on... It wasn't, like, those girls like, who picture take with the, pictures. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so, but, I mean, like, it was definitely... Yeah, I don't. I don't buy she's, that conspiracy she's definitely in the wrong or whatever. And, like, I think what Matt was trying to say was that she never really fully understood, like, what that meant to uh-huh. him or, like, to black people in general and um and then like when they were asking her she was like oh well you know i could i could give you a list of things that i'm doing to like educate myself but then never gave us the list Mm. so it was just like
1: oh yeah because everybody had the memes of where's the list rachel where's the list and they had the over thing of (laughs) like Where's the list? (laughs) It just felt
0: empty. And then, like, the way that she and Matt were communicating, she like touched on his back and like grabbed his hand. And so it just kind of made it seem like it was all vapid. Like, it was like, oh, well, they're probably still together, just not for the cameras. Yeah. Mm. And like, so. This is kind of ridiculous. I I just really don't like Matt as a bachelor, which I feel like is something that it's hard to say because like you don't be like oh well you just don't like the, the first Black Bachelor. I'm like no, actually he was actually a bad person. No,
1: you've been like, saying for you ye- for years it should have been Mike.
0: It should have been Mike. Like there's I have no issue with like having a Black Bachelor, but I just don't feel like it should have been Matt, Matt James. James. Yeah, you just so, don't like
1: Matt James the person. Obviously yeah. you that doesn't mean you don't like the Black Bachelor. Your best friend is a Black man, like. <laughs>
0: yeah well i mean yeah it's, it's just annoying like he just it was just like the things that he did and like the and things that you find out about him and in, in the past it's just and he just didn't know how to navigate the show and like uh-huh. i just feel like for someone to be the bachelor bachelor they need to have done the contestant thing so they know what is expected because like it was very hard for him to like deal with the girl's issues because like he'd never been there so he didn't know like didn't know like how to uh communicate with them about the things that they're going through, which is probably why a lot of the bullying stuff t- took place. But you know, at the very end, they announced the two Bachelorette seasons coming up. Katie first, mm-hmm. which we and talked about Michelle- on the show, and Michelle. The Michelle one's gonna be fire. Yeah, they're casting for that right now. So I can believe it. And it, yeah, I if anyone has ever wanted to go on the Bachelorette, this is the time because Michelle is a catch. <laughs> yes, so. she is. So and katie too honestly but yeah, they already cast her They, but katie
1: katie i saw a meme of her looking like tina from bob's burgers and i was like oh she kind of oh, does look like tina
0: <laughs> that's funny well hey <laughs> tina got jimmy jr soon yeah
1: yes yeah, she did and she'd be all she'd be popping that back <laughs> <She be> popping <laughs> back oh
0: shit oh uh, yeah so yeah that, much that's it that's before it we start that.
1: the shop, just before we start the show whenever you're ready brother i'm ready because we got a lot of news
0: all right, let's get started. So I want to start off with some Star Wars stuff. Benedict Cumberbatch, he speaks out about playing Thrawn. The verdict, does not want to play Thrawn. He does no. not want to be a blue guy. I, and I, think, I think
1: it's more so that he doesn't want another franchise. Like, I think he realizes sure. how much more he's going to be Doctor Strange. It's uh, The MCU is now on his shoulders with other people, especially since... Uh, uh, the passing of Chadwick Boseman. So he's going to have to be Dr. Strange like Robert Downey Jr. was Iron Man at least for the next seven years.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's true. I I, I don't, yeah, I don't think that he really wanted to ever be a part of, of this franchise, and that's fine. And I'm glad that he came out and said and said this because it gets people off that mindset because they really do mm-hmm. need to find someone to be thrown because we know that that's going to be the big bad. I still think you can get his voice actor who has done um, live action roles or you can get someone different. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of goes into our next story here of Mina Mussad. We talked about how he's you know going to play Ezra. So unconfirmed, but he goes on Instagram and says, Hey, just so you know, when I escape, I won't hurt any of you, which is an Ezra, we're not Ezra, Ezra Bridger quote from rebels.
1: It's funny. You said Ezra Miller, cause he body slammed somebody. Some That's not funny, but you know what I mean? <laughs> How he won't break free. This just the slip up. Not that thing. Oh
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Oh, I'm looking at his Instagram. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. So he's, getting,
0: he's getting cut up. And he puts the Ezra Bridger co- quote in his Instagram uh, caption. Mm. So I, th- I think that's all but announced pretty much.
1: Damn, I feel bad for our boy, uh, Raul Cooley, because that Raul was gonna be it.
0: <laughs> but it's one of those things where, like, I feel bad I for Raul, Raul, Raul Cooley, but like we Ezra did- and Mina. Yeah, sure. I think Mina looks a little young to be Ezra, what I would yeah. consider Ezra to be today.
1: i Ezra now.
0: Yeah. But I guess, you know, the thing is, Ahsoka is older than Ezra by, like, a pretty good amount. At least eight to ten years. uh uh-huh. No, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think, like, the casting of Sabine would you really have to cast uh, Mina Musad and whoever's Sabine, like, they gotta be close in age because that's no, obviously gonna that's be a love patty. interest. But, yeah. um, but yeah, so I'm super excited about that. And then the other new Star Wars news that came out was that April 2nd is a big day for Star Wars fans. They're gonna reach into the vault and pull out Tarnikovsky's Clone Wars series, the, the first best two animated seasons.
1: Star Wars thing ever.
0: Yes, best animated Star Wars thing ever. The you fight even- with
1: Mace Windu is incredible, bro, when he's for, like, that was like the way Tarnikowski captured Jedi action is how I always wanted to see Jedi action done. And I need HBO Max to give Tarnikowski a new action series ASAP. I don't want another season of Primal. Even though Primal was good, I want to see him really get into his bag and give us like a three season show.
0: Yeah, yeah. And something original like yeah. Samurai Jack was. Yeah. I mean, and that's like the thing for people who haven't seen that Tarnikovsky Star and let's Wars Let's go to the future, because
1: he's shown he can do sci-fi very yeah. well.
0: It's pretty much uh, Samurai Jack, but Star Wars. Yeah,
1: It's I mean, better than Samurai Jack, in my opinion. Like, and, I, and I love Samurai Jack. Well, it was, I feel that yeah. the way he captured the look of Star Wars in the story he told is one of the best I've seen in Star Wars.
0: Yeah, and you know, for the time that it came out, you know, we didn't have the Clone Wars series that we have today leading into episode three. This was the episode three lead in, and I feel like it did a really good job of kind of piecing together the in between. Mm -hmm. And so, like, it's really a a good series to check out, and they're they're really short episodes. I'm watching Um, them for a second. Ah, uh, the other stuff that came out is the '80s Ewok cartoon series, which I had <laughs> never seen before ever. They had two seasons of it. Oh, so, you know. put this
1: in here, Star Wars. Well, boy.
0: I mean, I, I've never heard it. I didn't even know that this really existed, so I kind of want to check it out. It's like, like uh, Wicket and the other Ewoks. They have like family dynamics. is like they talk. <laughs> I, I want to see what all this is. Um, and then the famously terrible holiday special, which I've never seen before. So are I you watching like it to, this Christmas? I'm gonna watch it on April second, or you know, I mean, I want to oh, okay. see what this his, his uh, famously terrible thing is. Like,
1: is If it's good, will it? If you enjoy, will it make your Christmas rotation?
0: Uh, it depends on what you mean, good. Like, it, it might make the Christmas rotation just for being there. If it's like, mm. if it's like watchable, okay. but I'm, I'm to all assumptions, I'm gonna be watching this and be like, what the heck is this?
1: <laughs> but um, now April second, yeah. I'm definitely watching the Tornacowski stuff. That's what's up. You got anything else left on this?
0: No, that's it for Star Wars. Let's jump into DC. All
1: right. At the AT&T Investors presentation, Warner Brothers gave a glimpse at its new slate of DC projects arriving over the next few years. The long line in works bad girl movie is finally hard confirmed. Second, that rumored Zatanna project that made a magical appearance on the board. It's confirmed. Uh, The journey bringing bad girl to life has been a deep peaks and valleys. Josh Whedon at one point was attached to the project, but couldn't come up with a good idea, stepped away, a.k.a. he got fired because I feel like with all the shit that went on with Ray Fisher and everything, it wasn't that he couldn't come up with a good story, it was that he was fired. Uh, but, and I'm glad that he's not doing it because everything with Josh Whedon, trash. So let's keep pushing. Christina Hodson, the writer on both Bumblebee and Birds of Prey has been attached to the script since 2008. There's no reason to believe it's not Hodson's movie going forward. However, I do feel that the Birds of Prey's lack of success will affect it. And if Matt Reeves is Batman, as good as they say, I feel like they're going to tie Batgirl to that. There's no reason why they shouldn't. So I don't know if she's going to keep writing it. Zatanna was rumored to be in the cards for a while. And the rumor's swirling that it could be a series with J.J. Abrams uh, developing Justice League Dark. Could that be a spinoff of that? I do believe so. I believe we will meet Zatanna in whatever J.L. Dark is, thus giving her either a TV series or a movie, probably a TV series. Also, uh, Warner Brothers is developing... uh, an adaptation of Our Man with Sherman Entertainment's producing. The adaptation will be penned by writer-duo Gavin James and Neil Widener. Uh, Basically, Sherman has made all the greatest stuff. Ford and Ferrari, A Rise of the Planet of the Apes trilogy. They've made some of the best movies over the 2010s, so this is big. I feel like this could be a spinoff of Black Adam having the Justice League, uh, the Justice Society of America, we could see our our man as a cameo at the end, thus him getting his own movie or TV show. But let's look at the slate. You got Black Adam, Harley Quinn, which they said season three will probably drop, if not at next the end year. of this year, early next year. Yeah. Lois and Superman CW don't care about that. Static and sh- Static Shock movie, Blue Beetle movie, Batgirl movie, uh, Peacemaker TV show, Green Lantern TV show. And is it. that
0: that's is that live action or animated?
1: What the Green Lantern
0: yeah it's live, it's live action, action right? that's
1: the live yeah. action tv show but i believe we're also getting a movie because we're going to get hal jordan and john stewart the tv show is about the other Lanterns. aquaman 2 the flash teen titans goes getting more content suicide Good. squad james Gunn's world bat wheels a new animated thing Kid the, show. the batman zatanna supergirl more cw stuff that's about to end the Shazam sequel, Batwoman, more CW stuff that's about to end. GCPD, the TV show that's connected to the Batman, which why I also believe Batgirl will be connected to all of this. DMZ, which I am so happy DC is making, because let me tell you about DMC. This gives me hope that we're going to get 100 bullets at some point, because this is part of their Vertigo line. And I 100% believe this to be the start of HBO Max tapping into Vertigo and making amazing television shows because of the boys' success. DMZ is an American comic written by Brian Wood. The series is set in the near future where the second American Civil War has turned the island of Manhattan into a demilitarized zone caught between the forces of the United States of America and the secessionist free states of America. Uh, so this is basically some fire. New York City is, is basically the center of the conflict, the federal government of the United States and the free states armies. And basically the free states are less of a geographical entity it's more so an idea that the movement began with an uprising of secessionist groups formed from a separate government in Montana before spreading across the country. The Free Armies in the United States military met in combat in Pennsylvania. And basically it's like this just, this awesome not tied to Marvel or DC comic story that they're turning into a TV show. And I think this could be big for HBO. Schubert, we need this to be great. So we get a hundred bullets, but I definitely believe this is the start of that. And then some more animated shit. What are you most hyped about, about the slate? Uh, Peacemaker's also been announced because that's dropping at the start of next year. That's how much faith they have in that. I feel like DC finally understands where they're going. I, I see the path.
0: Yeah. But, but it um, all goes through Flash, though, if we're being honest. It does all go through Flash. Definitely highly anticipated. Black Adam and Shazam, I don't really think it depend too much on Flash as much, but what? they still do in a way. Black
1: Adam and in Shazam only depend on Flash to get them to connect it to whatever they want to connect to. But I think they hold an importance because that'll lead to Justice League Dark, which will lead to Zatanna, which could lead to Zatanna being involved with the Batman universe. Because you got to remember, Dr. Fate's in Black Adam. Hawkman is in Black Adam. That, and if that team up works, you can have something cool where that's the team before the Justice League that inspires the Justice League and eventually inspires Robert Pattinson's Batman. So that could be huge.
0: Ties. I mean, it could be huge. I mean, I'm super excited about the Black Adam movie. Uh, Same. You know, the, the more I watch Young Rock, the more I'm excited to see anything of the rocks in. Um, I think I would
1: rank it obviously the Batman number one, Suicide yeah. mm-hmm.
0: Squad number two, okay.
1: Peacemaker number three, and this is no disrespect to everything else. Black Adam four, Static Shock five, Blue Beetle six, Flash seven, then Shazam, and then the rest. But DMZ super high on my list. GCPD, super high on my list. And Peacemaker, I think they're all ranked together because those are uh, prestige television shows that HBO is going to have.
0: Yeah, looking at the slate, excluding the animated stuff and CW, probably what I'm least excited for is Aquaman 2.
1: Same, same. I, 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 I don't give a fuck about Aquaman 2, to be honest. Yeah, I, I honestly, you could care less. But um, I am excited about Green Lantern, and I think it's time that we've gotten a good Green Lantern series because that could be Game of thrones s because of just the politics with the different Lanterns. It takes place in space. Like, there's a lot of stuff that could be big for HBO from GCPD, Peacemaker, Green Lantern, and DMZ. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I would really like to see them do some more animated stuff that's not for kids. Like Harley Quinn? Like Harley Quinn. Um, I just could feel be. with
1: us getting the live-action TV stuff, the animated, at least from what it seems, like we'll always have one. Like when Harley Quinn ends, I think we'll get another one. But I feel because they're giving us so much adult-centered DC live-action stuff, they're kind of going to center the animation to the kids, I feel. Because DMZ is boys' tone. I assume GCPD is going to be dark tone because of the Batman. And Peacemaker is based off of a rated-R movie where John Cena is going darker than he's ever been before.
0: (laughs) I feel like Green Lantern might be your lightest...
1: Exactly, but that PG-3. I feel like that's just going to be team team based, normal PG thirteen uh, based stuff.
0: Yeah, uh and I feel like Zatanna could go fluctuate. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I'm super excited about the news that of Zatanna. I mean, we knew that the Batgirl was eventually uh, that Batgirl was eventually going to happen, but mm-hmm. for me, Batgirl is just like such a hard spin-off movie to do. It should um, be a TV show. Yeah. You know, but but even even so, I feel like it's a hard spinoff to do because I mean, like, there's just so much gray area between like what this project is and what the Batman is and how it all pieces together. Where like Zatanna, I feel like since it's we barely. don't, since we haven't seen Justice League Dark, don't know what, exactly what they're doing. That could piece in together with that. Uh, we don't know if it's gonna piece in with Batman, but it easily could. Um, and she doesn't have that too, that much connection, so it doesn't really matter if she does or not. Where Batgirl is. Batman's sidekick, where his it's like
1: his daughter, which tells me we're gonna get a black bad girl, which is kind of dope.
0: If that's the direction if they that's go. the Sorry, direction they go, the true,
1: yeah. But um, I, it doesn't make sense if they don't, uh, it, let me just say this if they don't go tying it to the Batman, then they just need to pick at a CW show with Batwoman, like, yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't get it, like, there's no reason not to tie it unless it's a Titans tie in. Now, if it's a Titans tie in show, that's okay. different, but it's a good it's, point. If it's movie-based or, or TV-based that's not tied to Titans, it has to be because there's no way you're putting a GCPD show, a Peacemaker show, that's all connected to stuff you're making and not have Batgirl either tied to the Suicide Squad universe or the Batman universe.
0: Is it, is it telling that they didn't put Titans or Doom Patrol in here? I think it is because they have
1: CW stuff in here. I think Titans and Doom Patrol depend on these next two seasons if they're going to stay here.
0: Well, you know we know Doom Patrol is getting a season three. Yep. So like that's happening, and we have Titans season three is about to happen. season
1: Three is the best season they've ever made. So if it's good, I think it stays. If it's not, bye bye Titans. Because like honestly, Schubert, with the quality of TV we're about to get with GCPD and Peacemaker and DMZ, Titans can go.
0: I feel that. I, but you, tying Batgirl to the Titans universe is actually really compelling to me because mm-hmm. like, I would like to see a, an extension of that universe, but maybe mm-hmm. not with the Titans. Like, but I feel like... That- you
1: can keep it going because you could do the multiverse thing where when we do Crisis on Infinite Earths, we can have that Titans group coming in with Robert Pattinson's Batman, coming in with... The Peacemaker, like we could tie in all of these universes together. So you don't have to get rid of it right away. And also, I think that's why you include the CW titles in here, because they're going to have their own Earth.
0: That's fair. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this is a pretty exciting slate and I was really cool, to, uh, really excited to hear the news. The hour man stuff is really uh, exciting. Uh, different characters, Compelling. different characters, a character that has some big ties within the lore of DC and the direction uh-huh. that they could go in an extended universe. So um, and to have, you know, this inter- entertainment group coming in to to make a film that's big. been part of some big time uh, movies is a. Uh, it's definitely big for DC and, and Warner Brothers me, and HBO Max.
1: It just tells me that Matt Reeves's input on this group, on Warner Brothers and DC is becoming big because this is a group that Matt Reeves works with a lot. You have this group, plus J.J. Abrams, plus what The Rock is doing at New Line and James Gunn. Those are your foundation pieces for DC going forward. And I must say, those are four great foundation pieces.
0: They are. They are. There some really nice names to have. Uh, did you say Muschetti too?
1: Oh, I forgot Mushet. Like that's the five, that's the five leading. Well, Patty J, JJ J. Abrams, Muschetti, Reeves, Gunn in the Sherman Entertainment Group with New Line Productions, that's the leaders of this DC group and they're all coming together to make this vision go. I actually prefer this filmmaker group to the Marvel filmmaker group. Only thing is we don't know who the DC Kevin Feige is, but I do believe it's the new woman That's the head of production over there at DC. And I love that it's a lady leading the charge. So cool. Let her be the new Feige with Jim Lee. Her and Jim Lee mapping out the course. Jim Lee is arguably the greatest comic person to ever be tied to DC. Who knows DC better than the editor-in-chief at DC? So you have him with a woman who understands how production works. You get these great creatives to talk to Jim Lee and her to map out how you're going to do this. And you have the best filmmakers available right now. It's incredible. DC is in good hands right now.
0: For sure. And I mean, even w- with the Shazam stuff too, David Sandberg has done a pretty good yeah, job with that. Yes. So, you know, if he keeps- He's keeps part of that foundation it. too. And I mean, you yeah, know, And we'll, James Bond. We'll, ta- we'll, well, we'll talk about some of Marvel directors later on today.
1: And we're going to talk about the Snyder Cut because I want to- I, I, I do not believe that Zack Snyder continues with uh, DC. And I think this no. slate confirms it. No matter how successful this Snyder Cut stuff is, I think it's over with after this.
0: I think it's just like, here, Zack Snyder, we're going to give you what you set out to do. And if it's great. So the fans won't
1: bitch going forward with what we do. I think yeah, that's what exactly. it was. Because I think Birds of Prey, lack of success, was shows based upon fans. Because see, the only things that have been successful for DC have been the Zack Snyder stuff financially. And I think they know that the Batman and Suicide Squad are big movies that they need the fans to get behind. And for them to 100% get behind it, these fans have been clamoring for the Snyder Cut. Let's please them. So now going forward, they can accept whatever we put out.
0: Yeah. And I guess, you know, the reception of to 1984 too. But I mean, for me, like 1984
1: is still a good movie. I I, I, they just had some major flaws. At the end, sure, they did I mean, not land the plane,
0: but it's like, it's like what you say with uh, first flight. The first flight scene in Wonder Woman is one of the best scenes yeah, that we've had in, in all of DC. So, um, but let's go to the trailers. There's a, a few good ones. First, I want to mention the Cruella had a new trailer, we're not going to talk about it in depth, but I, I thought it was really hype. It really kind of showed more into the characterization of what Amazon's gonna be putting together. She's like, there's like a, a lady above her who's like the it person. So she's about to take her down, and and she's trying to take her down. So it's like she comes off a motorcycle or whatever, and she like spray painted under on, on her it says the future, and then she like cuts all the cuts all the lights out and uh, at this museum or whatever, and it's just like Cruella lit in like Joker letters. It's it's kind of hype, dude. Like oh, I'm, I'm watch actually trailer, I'm actually really in, interested in the Cruella movie, like more so than um you know some Of the other stuff that they have coming out, I mean, I'm definitely not going to pay $30 to see Ray at this point. I've, 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 Disney, since Disney Plus came out and said that this is like an experiment, mm. I'm like, well, if your experiment fails, then I don't have to pay $30 for your movies anymore.
1: So, <laughs> you're the reason why we're not getting Black Widow, bro, and they're waiting to put it in theaters.
0: No, th- they're the reason that they're not doing like, We should have had Black Widow. I- true you they they know we would have paid 30 dollars for that that's a fact um, and they keep
1: giving us these i don't want to say whack animated stuff because ray is actually good but they've been giving us this whack-ass shit with mulan expecting us to pay 30 dollars for that but we but the and, thing and we like, would pay 30 dollars for they won't give us which is crazy to me
0: and like i feel like onward wasn't that much Mm-mm. onward was like 15 i think which that feels reasonable uh uh-huh so you yeah, know whatever but let's go to some of these other trailers that we can talk about let's uh let's start with the back here let's talk about um irregulars we've, we've talked about it before um it's like the sherlock home is that it doesn't have anything to do magical. with sherlock Holmes, but, but watson's in it it's magical um it looks kind of interesting based on the trailer the full, the full trailer this time um mm-hmm. it's a netflix show so yeah it, it's one of those Nothing things where if, if you got if you're that's on the right. weekend and you want to watch something, it might be something worth worth uh, watching. But if it sucks, then yeah, turn it off. Yeah,
1: facts. <laughs> so. no, that's you. You nailed it on the head.
0: Um. So moving on to some of the the bigger stuff here, let's start with little and get to big. Uh, here are the young men. It's gonna come out April 27th. It's uh, like a new digital party movie. A new yeah, coming a- of Anya 18. Anya Taylor Joy, uh, Toman from. Um, game of thrones reminds me
1: of perks of being a wildflower mixed with project x
0: a little bit yeah, uh, yeah so dean good charles good- chapman anya taylor joy finn cole you know some finn some good cole, young names from
1: american uh uh animal kingdom the tnt mm-hmm. yeah so i like i like him i like the cast and like i said it's just a darker grittier perks of being wildflower it gives me skins vibes gives me project yeah. x vibes i dig it
0: Yeah, it's a. My girlfriend makes me watch
1: 13 Reasons Why. I
0: hope she makes me watch this because this looks good. Uh, Dublin teenagers, Matthew, uh, nihilistic Rez, and deranged Kearney leave school to a social vacuum of drinking and drugs, falling into shocking acts of transgression. Uh So there was a short little trailer. It comes out April 27th It might be worth checking out. If uh, they haven't decided, I haven't seen where they're going to put it. All of this said right now is going to be digital so we'll see where that comes
1: somewhere.
0: out um next we'll talk about monday monday was a surprising trailer for me sebastian stan Actually, i don't it was really know good. i don't know the actress's name that he's starring alongside but it's a romantic movie for me what, when i saw this trailer i was like okay sebastian stan's trying to step out as like a, an actor in hollywood uh-huh. like he's trying to, to prove that hey i'm not just the mcu I'm not just someone that people want to cast as young Mark, Mark Hamill. Give me some roles. Yep. I got depth. And I
1: think I, Tanya showed that, that that was the start of him showing like, yo, I can do this. For
0: sure. For sure. This, movie, so, uh, this
1: movie's going to be big for him. <laughs> I, IFC Films is going to be on Amazon April 16th. I'm hyped for this. This actually looks like an interesting r- romantic story because there's some depth to it. It's not just about the love. There's also passion in there. There's There's the... The wild and crazy spontaneity the, of, the of them getting nude and doing all kind of wild shit. The,
0: the, they had, like, the reviews flash on, as trailers usually do, and the main word that kept popping up in the reviews was honest. Mm. And so, like, thinking about that, uh, having a romantic movie that is pushing honesty... we have been getting makes- a lot of
1: those from, from. Um, oh, man, why am I... Marriage Story to uh, Malcolm and Marie, now this.
0: So, yeah... I think the new movement for these romance films is honesty because not like all romance, it. not all romance is a fairy tale ending. Fifty first the
1: dresses or whatever those Sandra yeah. Bullock, Julie Julia Roberts movie of the '90s. Not that bullshit. No romance is like what they've been doing in Marriage Story, Malcolm and Marie, and now this. There's hard parts to it, and I love that they're exploring that. That actually makes me watch these romance movies because it's not just. Oh, I'm romantic. No, 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 no. No, there's trouble and shit. Like, there's problems. It's about how you overcome those problems.
0: Yeah. Uh, unknown director. Um, But it comes out April 16th, like you said, the Amazon. The synopsis says a spark on a Friday can lead to a sizzling weekend fling. But what happens when you get to the inevitable, mon- the inevitable Monday?
1: Mm, nice. Good movie for people who love the Friends with Benefits lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, next trailer up, we got uh, Concrete Cowboy.
1: Bro, shocked. I was shocked by this trailer. This could be not only a big movie for Idris Elba, this could be a big movie for uh, Caleb McLaughlin. Like, yeah. this trailer looked really, really good. Shout out to Method Man. This is obviously not the Regina King-Jonathan uh, Majors uh, cowboy movie that Idris is also in. So, you know, <laughs> weird. But this is a serious, dramatic thing about a legit situation that happened in Philadelphia. So it's going to educate us on a different sector of the world. I'm excited for this.
0: Another part of black history that not a lot of people know about. Yep. Facts. Um, so Again, it looks like you, a really interesting thing. Like when you, know, you When
1: you start showing stuff that's not slave movies, you get these interesting films. We've seen it with Judas and the Black Messiah. We've seen it with One Night in Miami. Now this is more modern day. And we're learning more that black people are not monolithic creatures. And it's amazing. Yeah, and I think the, Minari's showing us that with the Asian community, and I think that the Latino community is about to get their shot as well. I love this.
0: Yeah, I think that this Especially looks like. Heights. I think this looks uh, like the best Netflix movie that's gonna come, come I'm out I'm so in. far.
1: Yeah, facts.
0: Am I, am I wrong with that? I mean, we had Malcolm and Marie, but you know, I think this is gonna be a little bit more have a little bit more depth to, to, to it than the Leo and Marie. movie this
1: year. Like yeah. this is gonna be the best one so far.
0: Yeah, but like you said, you know, this is huge for Idris Elba. It even says that on the trailer. But for Caleb McLaughlin to get away from the whole Stranger Things mold, this is a a big move for him. Yeah, He's about to be a a, a drug dealer turned cowboy. I love it. (laughs) Let's go, Caleb. I wouldn't be surprised if when we get around to the Golden Globes next year that this is something that gets mentioned for... Hot take. You
1: ready for for, it? If Caleb McLaughlin is good in this, he might be static shocked. That's not bad. He's he's getting old enough. He's about to he's about the age. He's about the age. If he shows range with this, and this is a success, watch out. He might be still shock. He might, but I mean, who else are you gonna choose? Shout out to Lil Reg. He was talking about the kid from Blackish. And I was like, I don't like that kid. Too nerdy. Yeah. Like Caleb McLaughlin has the edge of Virgil Hawkins. I love it.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a good one, and we'll see how he does in Concrete Cowboy because it's definitely going to be a jumping off point for him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, moving into the final trailer that we're going to talk about is *In the Heights*. Uh, in the heights. You know, definitely a, a big a big name in the movie slate this year. The trailer comes out. Two and big see, creators. It seems like it's going to live up to the expectations. I was telling Lyndon beforehand. For me, if if I'm getting into *The Heights* and *West Side Story* in the same year, I don't really think I need to see the same old story yeah. I've seen before. Yeah. So uh, you know, I think that this is like the the musical that I'm the most hyped for this year. I definitely am, am interested in seeing it. Uh, should tell a really interesting, compelling story that, as of course, has been seen on Broadway. But for people like me and you who don't keep up with a stage, it's going to be a good introduction to to those audiences.
1: And you get John Chu, uh, director mm-hmm. of Crazy Rich Asians, again more with Lin-Manuel. with Lin Manuel Miranda plus his guy from Hamilton, who's about to be a young breakout actor, the uh, the lead of this. It's a Latino, African-American mixture, fusion story of just New York. Gentrification's happening. How do these people save their community? I'm not big into musicals, but this looks like a good movie.
0: Yeah, you can definitely tell the Lin-Manuel Miranda influence who is. A lot of, like, mm-hmm. rap talk.
1: Yep. And a lot um, of rap R&B songs. It's not your typical musical that's, la-di-da-di-da-di-da-di-da greatest
0: showman well, which is Not which that. is exactly why i'm more leaning towards this than like a west side story we're, we're getting west side story retold again with a steven spielberg yeah. you know if we, if we're gonna bring west side story back let's at least get like a latino director to do it mm-hmm. uh, but you know whatever <laughs> uh, I'm excited about Into the Heights, so let's you know, definitely check out the trailer June 18th on HBO Max and theaters. So
1: shout HBO Max, killing it a movie every month, man. I'm loving it.
0: But yeah, big summer movie to for everyone to to check out. I, it'd be good for the if you if you got your gr- a girlfriend, mm-hmm. I think you're gonna enjoy it. So check it out. Uh, moving into back back into the news, Netflix has struck a deal in the region of 30 million dollars for most for uh, the worldwide riot, worldwide, worldwide rights to Dev Patel's directorial debut, Monkey Man. Filming has just finished on the movie, which will see Oscar nominee Dev Patel play an unlikely hero who emerges from prison to take on a world um, in, uh, that has a bunch of corporate greed and eroding spiritual values and seeking revenge from those who took everything from him years before.
1: Kind of Punisher-esque. Okay, go Dev Patel. Look, man, Dev Patel is, is, uh, is, is really moving this film. I'm loving that. I'm loving that we're getting this. And also we finally got the new release date for green Knight, which I'm excited for. Like finally it's, uh, it's going to hit theaters on July 30th. So Schubert, I'm excited for that. Going to get the HBO max theater shit. So Dev Patel's moving up in the world and I'm loving it. If he, I understand that he's not trying to do blockbusters anymore, but at least he's giving us films like Green Knight and now this gritty, uh, action-centric stuff. It's not just romance dramas. He's, he's giving the people what the people want. So I love it. And I'm a big Dev Patel fan.
0: My fan uh, movie that I want to see Deb Patel do next is I don't know what it is, but I want to see him and Daniel Kaluuya reunite.
1: Mm, that would From be their fire. their skin's days. I would love that. Or him and Steve Nguyen. Do like a spy thing. I would love that. Or him and Daniel, and let Daniel Kaluuya be the villain. Would love it.
0: Yeah, have them all be in a movie.
1: Yep. Or Henry Golding. Of, let's get, let's get, let's get something like that. Let's get the New Age group doing like some Departed style movie. I would love that. Like, let them work with a Scorsese. Let them work with some of these big name directors. Or shit. Let's get Jordan Peele involved. Let Let's get some of these big these big uh blacker Latino directors involved. I'm down. Like. They need to do some legit, like, action, s- cop, spy, thriller, mystery, something along those lines. I would love that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, like, a, a great young Hollywood film would be, like, Dev Patel and Kahlua and, you know, Golding and maybe John David Washington if you need a bigger name.
1: Yeah. You or, s- like I said, Steve, you in? You could do Stevie him. Win. You could bring in Jesse Plemons, like
0: Jesse Plemons, yeah, or you know Robert Pattinson if you want wanted, wanted mm-hmm. to. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, you know, lots of great guys that Driver. are up in Hollywood now. Put in, yeah. put
1: in, up, put in our girl. Uh, what's her name? Um, who was in the trailer that we talked about earlier? One for uh, who won the Golden Globe this year or the Emmy for her chess show. Oh,
0: Anya Taylor Joy. Right, put
1: some Anya Taylor Joy action in there. Let's get uh my girl who got nominated in the Oscars for Pieces of a Wonder Woman, Vanessa Kirby. Let's get mm-hmm. some of that stuff in there. Or some Tessa Thompson love or some Journey Smollett Bell. Like if you put those people in a movie together, it will be
0: incredible. Exactly. Um, but that that's it I got for this type of tell story.
1: All right, next up we got one night star one night in Miami star Kingsley Ben adier will play a lead opposite Samuel L. Jackson and Ben Middleton in Secret Invasion, the upcoming Marvel series for Disney+. Plus. It's rumored that Ben Idier will play the lead villain of the show. So, ooh, looking like he's going to be Super Skrull.
0: Super Skrull, yeah. Which so. leads
1: to the Fantastic Four, so this means he's going to stick around for a while. This is big for him.
0: Yeah, I think that coming off One Night in Miami for him, he was, probably, he was one of my favorite parts of that movie. Um, of course, like Muhammad Ali was my favorite part of that, but yeah, he you know, had the he toughest
1: was, role though. Trying to recreate did have a, he something, he did.
0: Yeah, he did have one of the toughest roles playing um, Malcolm X. I thought he did a really good job of getting him into the the MCU here and a movie like or a television show like Secret Invasion. You know, I, and like Warner you said, Brothers it's, got, it's keep, got implications. Warner Brothers better keep
1: John David Washington in stow because what disney already jacked jonathan majors and now they're jacking kingsley ben idea you better keep kalua in washington in tow. wb they're the best. in the mcu the- oh yeah he, he but he done he he over with out of that he done with that so let's bring him to, bring him back to warner brothers home and get one of them to be want to get one of them brothers to be john stewart man let's go
0: for sure hopefully john david
1: yeah hopefully But next up, we got Colin Trevorrow set to direct War Magician, a Studio Canal W World War II drama that will star Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, E. Nicholas Morani is writing the script based on the book by David Fisher. The the film will be based on the wild story of Jasper Maskelyne, a British illusionist who used magic to defeat Erwin Rommel. In World War II, Trevorrow's take will feature international magic gang from Africa, Europe, and the Middle East who conspired with Masculine and a female military intelligence officer to defeat the Nazis. All right, cool. Cool little sci-fi cool. magic take on World War II.
0: Pretty cool. Colin Trevorrow, he just got done filming Jurassic World, uh, he uh, Dominion. He needs
1: to be success so he can come back into the mainstay.
0: Exactly. You know, we talked about Benny a couple of batches earlier. This is more kind of the bag that I feel like he's trying to do at this point that keep, keeps him away from the franchise movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like a really interesting story, and that's one thing I've never heard about. I don't really know much about uh, Rommel and the, and the African uh, front of World War II, so I, I really, I'd really like to check Is this, this out. A real it story? Cool.
1: Yeah. Okay. Magic. Interesting. I wonder how fictitious they're going to go with the magic word.
0: Well, it says based on a book. I don't know if it's like a, that book was fiction or not. Let me see.
1: Okay, that's why I'm like, was it wasn't real. Did this really happen? Like, uh, I know. Re- and I'm pretty sure Rommel's a real person, but, like, are they...
0: Rommel is 100% a real person. Okay. Jasper Masculine is 100% a real person.
1: Okay, so this is um, a, a, a fictitious take on some real shit, probably.
0: Probably so. His wartime service. Uh, he was in the war and fought in that front, so I don't know exactly how much of it's real, but he was a magician and fought in the war, so...
1: Okay, real. Okay, cool. Well, I can see Benedict
0: Cumberbatch playing this guy looking at his pictures.
1: Okay, cool. Well, I'm down.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like a, an interesting story. But uh, moving right along, Peacock has landed Poker Face, a mystery drama starring Russian dolls Natasha Leone from Ryan Johnson. Um, it's Ryan Johnson's T Street banner and MRC television with a 10 episode straight to series order. No details of the premise have been revealed, but Johnson lifted the curtain on what the show will be about. I'm very excited to dig into the type of fun, character-driven case of the week mystery go- goodness I grew up watching. It's my happy place," he said. Having Natasha as a partner in crime is a dream, and we found the perfect home at Peacock.
1: Well, oh, good for them. All right, all right, Ryan J. Both I like
0: Colin I like of, case, I like Case of the Week shows.
1: Both Colin Trevorrow and Ron Johnson are moving away from their Star Wars stank, so I'm down for it. I, Ron Johnson Trevorrow never got a ago. shot. Yeah,
0: he Ryan, did. Ryan messed up Colin's shot. Ryan,
1: Ryan Johnson never doing that trilogy, dog. Ryan Johnson having too much fun doing this other shit. Yeah, probably not. And
0: no, I'm not mad point, at this. Natasha Lyonne's a great I, actress. I, I, yeah, yeah, you know, she did. She did a really good job of Russian doll. I feel. I think they're doing a season two of that actually, uh-huh. but. Yeah, you know, bring her over to peacock may get some people to like, get some eyes on peacock because i don't think a lot of people are watching it anyway if you if you are tell us in the discord but I, i'm not watching peacock
1: <laughs> no me neither <laughs> but i'm i'm this close to getting discovery plus because they're making new cooking shows left and right and i'm this close to getting it
0: oh it's great i love oh, it Oh,
1: you gotta send me that login
0: <laughs> I, I might have to man it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome lit um yeah, anyway, next story we got, uh, the Bird Box universe is expanding with a Spanish language spinoff. The movie will reunite Netflix and Bird Box producers Dylan Clark, who also worked on The Batman, mm-hmm. and Chris Morgan, who worked on Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. Right. But it will also have a distinctly Spanish flavor. Uh, writer-directors will be... It's going to be the Spanish... ...Netflix people. thriller. Uh Huh? No, is you, you, yep. I think you cut
1: out for a little bit, but it's going to be the, the Spanish duo Alex and David Pastor.
0: Yeah, uh, best known for their 2020 Netflix thriller, The Occupant, and 2009 pandemi- pandemic thriller, Carriers, uh, as well as a sci-fi s- series they've done and a- HBO Max series, The Head, that is uh, pretty recent.
1: I'm glad we're getting diversity, but I just don't like the Bird Box world. I- I'm more of a Quiet Place fan than Bird Box with Sandra Bullock.
0: Yeah, I I think the the idea of this is interesting. That you can take a a movie that was made in America and has mm-hmm. like, but has like other world implications. So and you then can have see some, how it's going on in the other world parts of the world. Exactly, and like let it be true to form. Don't like make them to have an English speaking movie. You know, let it be what it is. It's like, it if, up. it's like if it's like if America took. The, uh, the train to Busan and like did what that was like what was going on with those zombies in America you know what I'm saying mm, true. I feel like that's like something that we may see happen in the future of films where different countries take a, a movie and then tell their part of the world 100%. a story about their part of the world
1: yeah 100% no I'm not mad at that I, I like that concept that you're pitching but just not a fan of Bird Box like I think the train to Busan would be dope
0: yeah, yeah, it's a great movie. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it is. All right, uh, the Mexican actor Diego Calva will join the ensemble cast of Damien Chazelle's Hollywood period Paramount feature Babylon. Mm-hmm. Calva joins the previously announced cast, which includes Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, Yovan Adepo, and G June Lee, uh, or Lee June Lee. The project, which is set for a Christmas Day two thousand twenty two release and a January 6, thousand twenty three expansion. This is a rated R drama set in the shifting moments in Hollywood when the industry turned from silent film to talkies.
1: I feel like this is straight up uh, um, uh, um, Oscar move. This could be a good movie because I'm sick of Damien Chazelle doing weird ass movies like La La Land. His best movie to me was Whiplash. Didn't like La La Land. Didn't like First Man. Hopefully this is good. I am I think the Damien Chazelle hype, I, I, I'm willing to go as far as to say he's overrated right now. He's not a Denis Villeneuve. He's not one of those dudes. I feel like he's not even a Barry Jenkins. Like I said, his best film is Whiplash still, too.
0: Which is a great movie. But, um, yeah, uh, I think this is, it sounds interesting. Like, it's definitely an interesting time in Hollywood. That would be, like, the, going into the Roaring Twenties. Yeah. So, it, it's, it's definitely an interesting, uh, interesting time period to be exploring. Um, and the diversity of the cast makes me think it'd be even more interesting because you'd be getting a lot of different takes on what would be going on uh, with different people at that time uh, and yep. Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie are always names that are going to draw me to the screen
1: same so, that's why I'm upset you've had him so long on your list but I digress
0: me too me too
1: <laughs> Who uh, next up
0: uh, Vigo Mortensen Colin Farrell and, uh, Joel Edgerton had an ensemble of Ron Howard's directed MGM Thai cave rescue pick 13 oh lives. Gosh. The film tells the story of the <laughs> rescue of 12 <laughs> boys and their soccer coach from a flooded impenetrable cave system in Thailand in 2018, uh, Thai families, the government and the community of farmers and neighborhoods came together alongside volunteers from around the world to get them out of, uh, Tham Luang Nong non cave system in uh, one of their provinces. Among the volunteers were British and Australian cave divers. They were trapped in there for 18 days.
1: I remember this shit, and when it happened in real life, I thought we had left these types of movies, but it looks like they're coming back. Whatever. Are you hyped for this?
0: Um, I was not really a, a big fan of this kind of genre of movies. I'd have to see the trailer for it, because it could be interesting. The only one um, I liked like this was the... One hundred twenty-eight
1: hours with James Franco, where he had to cut off his arm.
0: <laughs> yeah, I did not like that one.
1: And I, it wasn't that good, but I'm saying that's the only. Didn't one he get, I didn't
0: he liked. get serious uh, recognition for that?
1: Yeah, he did. That was like one.
0: Didn't of he the, get like a nomination for something?
1: Yeah, I think that. And I think the director got like nominated for best director as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a movie.
1: <laughs> well, next up we got. Uh hot off of his Oscar nomination for Minari, Steve Yuen is reunited with A24. In an untitled 10-episode dramedy, he'll star along Ali Wong. Uh it was pitched last week. It was created in an auction frenzy with the usual suspects: Netflix, Amazon, FX, Apple among them. And uh Wong and Yuen are executive producers. The creator, writer, showrunner of the limited series is Lee Sung Jun uh Jin, whose writers' credit includes Silicon Valley, Always Sunny, outsourced. Robin Big wrote the first episode of season two for Dave. They're keeping the log line under wraps for the moment, but this isn't going to be uh, take too long to land. It'll be 10 episodes, 30 minutes in length. I think this is huge. You have that caliber of writing with Ali Wong, with Steve Nguyen. This is going to be a big comedy series for, uh, for
0: A24. Yeah, Lee Sung Jin, it, you have to look uh, up. I think it's uh, Sung Lee Jin in his uh, credits mm-hmm. on IMDb but those are some the, good names. Those are some good names. And like the episodes that he's worked on for some of those are really great. Like, I don't know if you've ever, if you remember the show outsourced.
1: Yeah, I but it was, a it was an
0: NBC show about the, the telemarketers yep. a really great show. I yes, don't it know. Was. I, I hate that it got canceled, but it was, uh, it was really great. Um But the always sunny episode that he, he was, a, he was a writing staffer for always sunny. He didn't necessarily write like an episode, but he was a writer for the nightmare. <laughs> oh,
1: so no. I was like, look, Dude is written on some of my favorite shows. So from Silicon exactly. Valley to Dave, I'm checking this out. This is big.
0: Yeah, so I think this is going to be big. You know, Whoever gets it is going to be big. We're in a big yeah. Steve, you, uh, you win Assange. Yep, him. we are. And, and, and I love Allie Wong. I think she's just hilarious. Yep. So I think that this is going to be a, a pretty big thing. It all depends on where it lands. I'm hoping maybe Amazon FX or Apple.
1: Mm-hmm. Or I'm or sorry, Netflix. So Netflix is just the bottom of the barrel, bro. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry Netflix I'd rather see it on those other things I feel like they give uh, Lee Soon-jin uh, a lot more.
1: And honestly uh, I'm I'm crossing purpose. out, I'm crossing out FX. I want Apple, Amazon or HBO. I feel like this is too good for FX even cuz FX obviously didn't appreciate Donald Glover. That's why he's going to Amazon.
0: Yeah, it'd be it'd be it'd be a huge pull for Apple honestly.
1: And and we're going to talk about Apple in a little bit, but next up we got The Batman and Cowboy Bebop have wrapped filming. Let's go. That means we should get. Look, how would you all supposed to drop at the end of the year? I need a trailer by Comic-Con. I need a new Batman trailer by Comic-Con. It's time. John Chu. You're on the clock, John Chu. I need to see if you look like Spike Spiegel, brother. There's no more bullshitting. It's wrapped. I don't need no more excuses. I need a trailer, Netflix, because if you're dropping this at the end of the year, I need to know what I'm expecting.
0: Yeah, the longer they don't put out a trailer the more, the more suspect worried it be. I am. Mean. because now, yep. now I know that there is film there is filming there. I tweeted it out the editors need to get to work because it's like time. we need to see at least something a 1 a minute picture, teaser.
1: Some, like we ain't seen shit. I need to see how John Chu looks. Give me a picture, give me a teaser, something Netflix I need it. I need it ASAP. I haven't even heard from him. Me I've heard from the other
0: actors, but Nothing. I haven't heard from him. he has
1: been silent. That that's worrisome. Or it's really good. And he just being quiet and waiting his time. Either way, got to see something. Excited that the Batman's done. Also, um, the Rooster got film, a year. The Gray Man started filming the action thriller uh, that follows two deadly assassins across the world, which stars Chris Evans, Ryan Gosling, Anna de Armas, Jesse F. Henwick, Alfred Woodard, and many more. I'm excited for that. That is huge. Let's get it going. That's what I'm talking about, Ryan Gosling. That's what I'm talking about, Chris Evans. This is what we need. But next up, we got...
0: We'll, t- we'll talk about the Rooster Brothers and how they did with Cherry. You know, they're one of these MCU directors that I actually had... They're hit or miss. They, they, they are hit or miss. Like, we'll talk about Cherry a little bit more in depth, but, you know, this, they got to really hit on this one.
1: This one has to hit because 21 Bridges I thought was good-ish.
0: Extraction was terrible.
1: Extraction was terrible, and Cherry is... We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it, yeah. But this one has to hit. The next story we got is Kirstie Clemens is coming back to play Irish West in The Flash. Uh, Mary Bell Verdú will play Barry's mother, but Billy Credit will not be able to return because of scheduling conflicts. So I'm interested to whatever. see if they're going to choose whatever. Kersey Clemens, good. I'm glad she's coming back. I feel like this is DC trying to correct the Ray Fisher situation, but you know, good for her.
0: Well, and I feel like also at this point, a lot of the people who are watching The Flash have watched the television show, and I, and having Irish West still be played by a black actress cohesive mm-hmm. and so like i i would actually have preferred it that way like for the if they would have made her any other thing any other but like a black actress i feel pretty weird by that because i'm so used to iris being that actress who played her in the flash it was
1: so right, well, who did a really great. good job who did good jobs in season one two and three and then once yeah. season four came in it was we are flash and it's like oh she's now the flash she became unbearable yeah but that's because of the writing but Bad. good for Kersey Clemens. That's all I got
0: on that. Uh, Netflix has picked up the rights to Miramax's She's All That Gender Swap remake, He's All That, uh, oh, which we've talked what, uh, about before with a TikTok sensation yeah, turned Ray. actress, Addison Ray. She's from Latvia, um, though, so shout out to Addison. Uh, sources say that the key reason why this re- remake took off was because of her performance. Uh, the film also popular on TikTok. That's why it took off. Uh, The film also stars Cobra Kai's Tanner Buchanan and original star Rachel Lee Cook, who is taking on a new role in this iteration. Mark Waters, who was the director for Mean Girls and Freaky Friday, directed this movie, which is penned to be rated R. Oh, now that's exciting. So, like, that makes me... You're going to get a
1: little raunchy, Addison Rae? You're going to get a little raunchy? Okay, okay, Addison. I see you, girl, growing up.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of names here that like get that make me shaky. But then you know, all hearing, the names
1: make me shaky. <laughs> well, I mean, Mean Girls
0: and Freaky Friday are good movies. But what else has he made since then? Because those are um, his. Well, I mean, but this is in the same genre as those, is what true. I'm saying.
1: True, that's true. Let me look. Um, up. Let me see what he made besides this. Mark Walters has made Waters. Hundred well, Walters has made Five Hundred Days of Summer. Okay, not terrible. All right, this guy's made some decent things. All right, so he's made Mean Girls, like you said. Um, I guess the most recent thing, Bad Santa 2 is the most recent thing in 2017. But other than that, Schubert, his thing is, 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 is a bunch of straight-to-DVDs.
0: But this kind of film... This filmed, is in his uh, bag,
1: though.
0: This is in his bag. The people who are, who are a part of She's All That are also a part of this. So okay. it, I feel like they're kind of staying true to the whole thing, which is based off of Shakespeare play anyway um you know tanner buchanan uh, is a cobra kai star so you know makes sense that netflix is definitely kind of spearheading this uh, i mean i like she's all that the movie so i'm interested to see how this goes yeah um, but it's netflix so if it's bad then whatever yeah facts um and then the last story that i have uh before we get to or i guess we're going to do the oscars and one more story that you got um venom 2 is delayed to september 17th this year. Whatever, I'm not, I'm not excited for that movie. Whatever, I know people are, but you know, me, yeah, I'm excited. Okay, all right, good for you. We get to. See well, I like Venom. Time. I like Venom One and Venom Two. I want to see what they build off because I mean, it's about carnage. So
1: yeah, and I'm just excited to see Woody Harrelson. That's about it.
0: it. This the idea for this film makes a little bit more sense for a Venom movie than the original Venom movie.
1: Yeah, I agree. All right, the the final like news news story is a King of the Hill revival is being discussed which will be set 15 years after the original series, according to writer Brent Forrester. In an AMA on Reddit, Reddit, Forrester said that creators Greg Daniels and Mike Judge are in hot negotiations to bring the Fox series back with all the characters aging up 15 years. He quoted, I'm sure Greg and Mike will murder me for sharing this, but hell yes, we're bringing it back. They're in hot negotiations to bring King of the Hill back. The Trump administration made it very relevant again. The characters have aged 15 years. The project is so good. OK, I've said too much. Smiley face. I mean, look, everybody was tweeting, would Hank Hill have voted for Trump? And I don't think so. And I think it would have been, been very interesting to see Hank in the gang during the Trump administration, seeing Bobby 15 years older as an adult. Like, I, I think there's room for King of the Hill to be good. The question is, does Greg Daniels and Mike Judge still have it? Because if, we've seen Matt Groening fall off. We've seen Seth MacFarlane fall off. They've taken a long break, unlike the other two who kept working. So maybe they can come back and pull something out that's great. They're also, this makes sense because they're also trying to bring back Beavis and Butthead. So maybe they're trying to start working again.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Well, Didn't he do something else? Oh, well, he was, he was a big Valley. part of Silicon Valley. Yeah.
1: So, you know, I'm, I, I trust it. I don't think you bring it back unless you have a good pitch. Because King of the I mean, Hill is too
0: goaded. I wasn't necessarily a big King of the Hill guy. So oh, you need to give it
1: another shot now that you're It's whatever. Now that you're 27, you need to rewatch it. King of the Hill is the best animated show. Best adult animated show. Of, uh, it's, up there. it's top three, in my opinion.
0: Where do you even watch that?
1: Hulu, bro. All of it's gotcha. on Hulu. All of it. It's amazing, Schubert. That's your homework. Because I've been trying to get you to watch The Sopranos, The Wire. Maybe you'll watch King of the Hill. 30 minutes, that's all. 23
0: that's true. I do like, I do like the short stuff, but I mean, you can't blame me for not watching things. I'm 450 episodes in the one piece. Like, I mean, I've been hey, like look, watching one piece. Okay. Let me,
1: let me bow down because you're not watching the Sopranos of the wire, but you're watching my favorite anime one piece, which I'm loving, which you love now, which I'm excited about.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, pretty freaking awesome. Let's get to
1: these Oscar noms. Let's pull these. Yeah, um, I'm,
0: I want cops. to run through them pretty quickly, but I do want to, you know, mention some of the stuff. I would say go through and look at some of the other stuff because there are some movies that we really love We're that about the for like sound team. and and sound and effects and all that. And better win all, all the effects shit. They should because um, I'm, I'm
1: upset that Tenet's not getting love because I think in a normal, a normal release year, it would have been up for Best Picture. That movie was incredible. I hate that Tenet's going to get slander, but I know in 10 years when people are doing uh, reviews of movies and looking back on it, that's going to be, damn, we missed Tenet in 2021. Because of the pandemic. And just know this podcast has been the tenant champions from day fucking one. We we braved I'm the pandemic sorry. to watch that. I'm sorry that me and Schubert sat in a movie theater and understood what happened in this movie. And you idiots out there were like, no, I need to watch it six times to understand it for the first time. That's fucking bullshit. No. That's, you you guys are fucking idiots.
0: So the first uh, category I'm starting with is the original score, and I Gosh, do that. That tennis to, shit pisses me. Because off. tennis is not or a tenant. It's not a, on Original Score. Which
1: is trash.
0: Defy Bloods, which... Nice. Uh, mank, Minari, News yeah. of the World, and Soul. So, I'm tired on this Mank love. Tenant should have been on there. Tenant should have been on Original Score. The, the score made the movie in, in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Uh, best Original Song, I don't know half of them, but Fight for You and Speak Now from One Night in Miami and Joe's nice. the Black Messiah are on there. Two good, good songs. Best Original Screenplay. Uh, Trial of the Chicago 7. How is 7? not
1: nominated for that? Like, with the, like the, w- the story that that, like, I'm just, a, I'm well, th-
0: just these, these let, let me read this, because these, these are pretty strong movies. Trial of Chicago 7, Sound of Metal, Promising Young Woman, Minari, nice. and Judas the Black. Those are all really I good I just took movies. out Promising Young Woman. Alright, yeah, that's fair. Um, best Adapted Screenplay, uh, The White Tiger, One Night in Miami, Nomadland, The Father, and Borat 2. Fun, Fun fact. Fun fact uh two franchises have had their original and their sequel be nominated for best adapted screenplay uh the first one is borat borat one and borat two have been nominated for best adapted screenplay the second one can you guess it no which one is it the godfather
1: nice okay so, the godfather borat and, borat and legendary company a record.
0: yeah all right Uh, Best Animated Feature Film, Onward, Over the Moon, uh, Ashan, The Sheep Movie, uh, Soul, and Wolfwalkers. Demon Slayer got robbed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Also, real Uh, quick, let me shout out live short action film because Two Distant Strangers, Van Lathan of Baton Rouge and the Ringer, worked on that film along with Kevin Durant and then the creators Trevon Free and Martin Desmond Rowe. Rapper Joey Badass is the star of it and I'm just shouting them out because I can't wait to see it.
0: Uh, best Actors in Supporting Role, uh, Yajun June from Minari, Amanda Sey- Seyfried Mank, Olivia Colman, The Father, Glenn Close, Hillbilly Elegy, and Maria Bakalova Borat. Nice. Oh, um, sure. Best Actor in a Supporting Role, <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen, Daniel Kalua, Leslie Odom Jr., Paul Racy, who's from Sound of Metal, the other ones, you know what movies they were in, and Lakeith Stanfield. I Why is Pan- Daniel
1: Kalua? bruh best that is bullshit one of them should have been in best actor it should have been lakeith he it should is have been not, lakeith he's not a supporting actor that's his movie and watch him lose that to
0: to daniel kalua
1: i believe it like i understand that the, the oscars are sad that and everybody said that chadwick moseman died i understand that he gave a a, a good to decent performance he should not have been nominated in leading actor over Lakeith Stanfield. I'm sorry. Also, or I'm so, or also, Anthony I'm sorry. Hopkins, Leslie the Odom. father. Get him
0: out of here. Also, and I'm Leslie sorry. Odom Les- Leslie Odom Jr. was not was the not best part of my, when I Miami.
1: Give Muhammad Ali his, his flowers, bro. Give Muhammad Ali his flowers. Also, leading actor, how do you not, how do you give Anthony Hopkins love but no love to Delroy Lindo of the Five Bloods who gave arguably the best performance out of anybody on this fucking list?
0: Yeah, take Anthony Hopkins out, take Gary Oldman out, leave Chadwick, leave No, nah, no, nah,
1: take Chadwick ass out. I'm sorry. Rest of That's feet. fine. Take Chadwick out, put Lakeith. take Anthony out, put Delroy Lindo, keep Gary Oldman, because he was great in Maine. Keep Steve Nguyen and keep Riz Ahmed.
0: You know, shout out to Riz Ahmed, man. He's the best actor in the leading great. role, Oscar. You know, I think he and Steve Win have a really good shot of winning that and you know that, that that's list? huge for their careers that list that we
1: that we've talked about our our best our best upcoming actors that are about to take over hollywood riz ahmed and steve Yuen are catapulted to top 10 of that list
0: yeah i mean they're they're about to make it like i feel like one of them is walking away with a trophy and if it walks and if it's given to chadwick uh anything happens gary Oldman, i'm gonna be upset it but, should uh, be
1: it should either be riz or steve steven i wouldn't be upset with either
0: Best Actress in a Leading Role, Viola Davis, uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Andre Day, uh, Vanessa Kirby. Man, shout out my girl, bro. Yeah. Uh, uh, Francis McDormand and Carrie Mulligan. I feel like... Uh, all, Francis McDormand McDormand's like,
1: gonna win this shit, but he should go to Vanessa Kirby. Pieces of a Woman might not have been the best film, but what she did in that fucking film was amazing.
0: Yeah, I've heard that Promising Young Woman's really good, too. I feel like... Um, it's like the being, female Joker, apparently. I would really feel like okay with anyone but Viola Davis winning. Not saying that I wouldn't want Viola Davis to win. I just don't feel like she did the best out of all of mm, the people. You think people Andre Day was made. better than Viola Davis?
1: In yes. Holiday? okay. Yes. Okay.
0: The, the movie's really good. Really? Okay. Um, I need to watch that. Yes. Uh, best director, Thomas Vinterberg, Another Round. I've never seen that. David I Fincher, it's really Mank.
1: Good. it's about these. It's about these guys. That's the Matt Mickelson film where these dudes are... Uh, trying to drink constant. They're trying to stay uh, tipsy throughout their day and become functioning alcoholics. That's basically the story. It's on Amazon. Oh, Prom, I think right now. A lot of these movies we're going to be able to watch. So we're going to be able to judge uh, the best directing and best film, because all of them are going to be on HBO, between HBO Max, Amazon, Apple, and Hulu by the time the Oscars come. So we're going to watch most of these. And I'm going to let you know if the Judas and the Black Messiah or The Five Bloods got robbed
0: uh lee isaac chung minari zoe zhao um nomad or chloe zhao sorry um nomad lands and emerald fennel promising young woman i I'd still want to see promising young woman you know chloe zhao is probably going to win I but feel I mean, like, i'm sorry i can't watch 30 minutes of that movie yeah yeah probably so, so. And, and and honestly maybe regina king but yep. you know and let's get anyway. the best picture. Best picture, The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomad Land, Promising Young Woman, Sands Metal, Trial of Chicago Seven. Not too many so, big surprises. I'm sorry.
1: We both liked the Trial of Chicago Seven, but Tenet was a better movie than that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And honestly, One Night in Miami might have been better than the Trial of Chicago Seven. I, have You're not going to give it, it to it? All right. Mm-hmm. I'll, accept, I'll accept One Night in Miami over, uh, I'll accept Trial of Chicago Seven over One Night in Miami but I'm not accepting it over tenant. I'm sorry. Well,
0: the thing about Trial of Chicago 7 is like, in my opinion, it is a side story to Judas and the Black Messiah.
1: And, but just because it's a side story doesn't mean it should be nominated.
0: Well, no, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, as, I don't think it needs to be in the same category as Judas and the Black Messiah because okay. I, I don't feel like it, it carried the same. Like, in my opinion, out of those movies that are on there, I think Judas and the Black Messiah should win. It I probably agree. won't. It definitely but,
1: won't. They're going to give it to either Nomad Land or Minari. I would,
0: I, st- I am hearing things about Sound of Metal that they might win.
1: Now, if that wins, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna
0: be okay, because I like that fucking movie. So we'll, we'll see. But I, I really do feel like it'd be Minari, Nomad Land, or but Sound Shout
1: out to Lil Reg. He texted me a- immediately when he saw these Oscar noms, and he was like, Justice for Delroy Lindo. And I'm with him. Justice for Delroy Lindo, man. What he did in The Five Bloods. That was the best performance I've seen all year. How just visceral he got, how emotional he got. How just we saw a, a black man that was struggling with the grasp of his identity. Like oh, it was amazing. It was fucking amazing.
0: Yeah, I, I really think he did a phenomenal job. And I'm sad that the five bloods didn't get enough credit. I know. And what, what did they get? All they got was score? Trash. I mean trash. And tenant. I mean, come on.
1: Tenant and, and ten, bro, don't don't get me started on tenant. I could still I, say Robert Pattinson should have gotten nominated for the best supporting. I could say John David should have maybe got a leading actor now but uh 10 i'm not gonna argue for those things but i will argue for best picture and
0: best director with christopher nolan i think tenant got robbed because they pushed to to get out and i think the five bloods um got disrespected because it was early in on netflix
1: yep i agree with both if the five bloods came out now when judas and black messiah did it be up there yeah so yeah Let's get to our okay. segment where we recommend a new movie or TV show that's coming out this week or that is has been out for a little bit. It's called Movie on the Rise. What you got for us this week, Shuby? We?
0: If you can see on our notes, <laughs> that acronym I saw on Twitter, and I was like, what the heck is that? What it, is that? Uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
1: Why is the A, the a, the a is what throws me off? Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and is it the? I thought it was just Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
0: That that's how I saw it on Twitter one, <laughs> the other day, so I, I put it on there. But yeah, so I'm super pumped about that. It comes out. I heard episode
1: tw- one is phenomenal, and I heard it has some of the best martial arts action, or some of just the best action in the MCU ever.
0: Yeah, I'm. I think it's going to be great. Sebastian Stanley we've just been talking about him. I think he he's going to earn a lot of good credit, and Anthony Mackey as well. So mm-hmm. super pumped. Definitely, um, definitely might be the the show of the year for marvel and uh disney yep. plus
1: shout out to anthony mackie new orleans native we're supporting the show baby we're reviewing it every week i'm hype but for my movie on the rise of course i got Zack snyder's justice league
0: yeah also the acronym or the abbreviation that i've seen on twitter
1: now that's yeah i've seen that too it's not even and that's why it should tell you that dc's not doing anything more with it because they named the fucking movie Zack snyder's justice league
0: yeah <laughs> crazy but uh, let's get Guess into Zach, the, let's get into the movies that we're reviewing let's we're do gonna boss start, level first yeah we're gonna start with boss level I thought this was a fun ride
1: yeah I thought it was decent nothing crazy nothing, nothing like too wild out there but for Frank Grillo who's a, a low key favorite of this show I I appreciate it
0: I thought he did a good job I, mean, I felt like he gave us a good performance I thought Mel Gibson and- wasn't bad <laughs> No, Mel Gibson wasn't bad. Uh, I had a lot of fun watching this movie. I it's too. not like any—it's not like anything that I feel like is you know Oscar snubs or anything. You no. know, I mean it, it's it's a fun it's a fun movie if you're if you've got Hulu and you want to watch something you know short. you need something and, to watch. Yeah, you know. I thought uh, the an action was fire. Yeah, the action was good in it. Did you notice that Gronk was in it? I did not. Gronk was the gunner on the helicopter.
1: Oh shit! He was yeah. yeah. Look at Gronk. That's another reason why you should know this movie's not nothing crazy. Gronk is in it. Yeah, <laughs> but so, when Pretty Grillo starts messing with that samurai sword, I was like, let's go. But um, it was I, I love cool that to they see, were doing um, this. Ken this- Jeong in
0: this too. Yeah.
1: Yep, and I I just think they should keep doing the Groundhog Day thing each year. Hulu should give us a Groundhog Day style. This was action. Next year, let's get a drama. <laughs>
0: You know, I would actually be really cool if that was what Hulu decided Get they a wanted to do. Movie. <laughs> yeah, like if they wanted to do something like that, because you know, Palm Springs was a great movie. You know, obviously, way better critically recognized than this movie. But it, like I said, Boss Level is a fun ride, and I think that if you want it, if you want a, a fun movie, that's like I said, an hour and a half. Check it out. I mean, I, I thought it was, I thought it was good.
1: And I love the scene where Roy is like when he starts to use his body
0: as a shield to project to protect Joe. When he was mm. like, "Yo, I'm your father," crazy shit. And he's like, that, he, it was a that was a, a good tender moment," mm-hmm. and like the whole deal where he would spend some of his days just going to hang out with him. You know, it, it put a different depth to that to that role.
1: Also, Will Sasso was in this fucking movie, the guy who yeah. was just spitting up fucking oranges and lemons, yeah. like <laughs> crazy. Would you rate this movie one through ten? Six. Yeah, I was gonna say six, six point five. So if yeah. you have nothing to do, turn it on. Not nothing crazy, but solid movie. You know what you get. Yep. Now Cherry. How did you feel about Cherry? I thought it was thought it was, I was way time. more hype about it. Yeah, same. Like I thought it was two on the nose with like pill, with the dealers being named Pill, like Pills and Coke. And then the doctor, well, that, was, being that was Dr. Witchamak, McC- Dr. Uh, whatever, whatever. Just basically saying that these opioid doctors are just handing out opioids left and right, so it doesn't matter the doctor's name. I just thought that was a little too on the nose.
0: Well, I mean, that was their whole point in like this movie is like they were doing things like that. If you notice the names yeah. of the bank, like one was called the, the Bank, one was, one was called, called Shitty Bank, Shitty Bank. It was, like it was just was, based
1: a comment. It was a commentary based upon capitalism, the opioid epidemic, and how the war the in Iraq was trash.
0: Yeah. And, and how uh, the training was a bunch of, like, criminals that, you know, there was, like, that one dude who was on a squad that was a murderer straight up. Yep. Like, Pretty much. Yeah.
1: But I, I did, like, it the last thing robbery. It was more of a robbery. than anything else. Yeah, it wasn't really a, a, a real bank heist movie, like, talking about. They didn't really what, have good, good heist. Like, like, it wasn't, like, the Dark Knight level heist, which I was. Now, the,
0: now the positives. I thought Tom Holland did a good job. Definitely upped his stock as an actor. I, I, thought, I, thought, I, I thought
1: his girlfriend did a Rachel did a good job too.
0: Yeah, I thought he was really believable. And then yeah, Sierra Bravo, she's one of my favorites. I'm a huge Sierra Bravo guy. She needs more roles, and I feel like this was a great opportunity for her to show her stuff. And I think she did it.
1: Mm-hmm, I agree. Is this a win for the Russos?
0: I don't I can't say it is. I think it's better than extraction, but I don't think it's a win.
1: No, and that's why we said they need their uh their new the gray man movie, yeah gray man to be good
0: but yeah i mean you know this is the this thing was, about the russos like they put together like some of the mcu you know, the big group movies but and by themselves
1: it has been just the only good movie they've made by themselves was 21 bridges like that was actually good this yeah i'm giving this lower than boss level this was like a five
0: and I think five is a good a good score for it. I mean, it's not terrible. There's definitely like some redeeming value to we watch. just had movie. we just
1: had two it it's tough
0: i mean it's it's a tough watch at times, like yeah i am just I'm not trying a big to watch like people do heroin, heroin, heroin. movies
1: yeah. <laughs> bro and it it gets sad when they're going through withdrawals. I'm just like ooh, 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 ooh.
0: yeah, like when Sierra Bravo's character is about to die, I'm like, oh,
1: just just send chills up my spine just made me feel like sad for them, you know. I understand how heroin works. I've watched enough of The Wire and Bubbles going through all. But like shit. the thing,
0: the thing is, that I can't rate it too low because I feel like the acting. Like I said, they performed. Like I feel like the people they're getting who a
1: five came, because of the acting. If yeah, it was pretty better, much. If the story was better, it would easily be a six, seven, eight. But the is just haven't shown that they're impeccable storytellers outside of the MCU. Hopefully, the Gray Man is a change to that.
0: Yeah, actually, I, you know, I thought some of the the stuff that you were knocking on, I actually really enjoyed. Like, I liked how they did the commentaries on, like, capitalism and, and stuff like that. I and liked Pills and Cokes' thought... character and, like, how he was, like, how how he had this demeanor about himself of, and about Tom Holland. But Tom Holland actually had been through shit, and this guy was like, oh, yeah, cool, you dude. know, the, the typical rich kid drug uh-huh. dealer kind of guy. And, yeah, uh, of I course, I hate that guy because of midsummer.
1: I like the commentary. I just didn't like the the execution of the commentary. Let me see. Oh yeah, fuck uh, Jack Rainers bitch ass. Yes. Oh my gosh, he just sucks in every like. This guy's about to be typecasted as the fucking asshole of Hollywood,
0: for sure. And you know, I don't know how the hell he got shot. But <laughs> good riddance.
1: Uh, what else was I gonna say? Also,
0: uh, Kyle's in this movie. Did, did you see the Good Fellas
1: influence? How it was fourth, per, fourth person oh. breaking the fourth wall, and yeah, it yeah. felt like Tom Holland was very Henry Hill esque in the way that they shot it. And that's another thing: if you're gonna shoot it like Goodfellas, try to make it a better movie, Russos.
0: True. Um, well, I I also thought uh, Gandolfini was a good in it.
1: Oh, young Gand uh, his son. Mm-hmm. I I thought his son was good as well. Let me see some of the other. I like Forest. Good luck is James Lightfoot. Yeah. Thought he was thought he was decent. Um like you said Gandalfini's cousin Joe. I like Pooch Hall as Sergeant whomever.
0: Yeah. And I like how these names Sergeant whomever. But I mean it's just, And
1: I liked um, and I like that boy from uh from a uh, New Girl,
0: Damian Wayne's Jr. Oh well he did have a really <laughs> tiny role. I might <laughs> say that. But like you know I, I would say that the really it was just hard to watch and, and stuff, but I really uh liked some of the war things. Yeah. As rough as it was to watch, it was, you know, it, best and it had a lot is. to say. Yeah. So, you know, maybe I'll bump it to a six? keep it at a six. Uh, but, yeah. like, it's not anything I would ever want to revisit. It's not I really know. something that I'd recommend to people.
1: The run it back ability is not high.
0: No, I don't ever want to watch this movie again.
1: <laughs> and We never will, Schubert. We never will, brother. No. All right. Let's get to our actor list, 19 through 15. Uh, Let's give a quick recap of 20 through 25. And and I'll say mine, then you go yours. For me, at 25, I had Robin Williams slash Eddie Murphy slash Will Smith. 24, I had Javier Bardem. 23, I had Mahershala Ali. 22, I had Matt Damon. 21, I had Harrison Ford. And 20, I had Gary Oldman slash Philip Seymour Hoffman. You will be lucky to know that I have no more slashes for the rest of the list.
0: All right, great. Uh, for me, I had Will Smith at 25, Morgan Freeman at 24, Johnny Depp at 23, Matthew McConaughey at 22, Keanu Reeves at 21, Brad Pitt at 20. Regret it. Uh, uh, big anyway.
1: regret. Big regret, you clown.
0: But anyway, uh, getting into our 19, I'll start with 19. This is my conversation piece. I have Heath Ledger.
1: Oh, man. what I'm not mad at the choice. Does he have enough to be at
0: 19? Personally, to me, yes. Okay. Because I, some of my favorite movies of all time he's been in. Love The Night's Tale. Yeah. Love great movie. The Things I Hate About You. Love The Dark Knight. Great movie. Has, a, has his, uh, his drama Oscar bag for Brokeback Mountain. Has his Oscar bag for Dark Knight shit. You know, Lords of Dogtown. Great movie. Uh, you know, so like he had a short run career, but a lot of the movies that he was in, were hits that's true I, I
1: can't be mad at that Schubert uh, I'm not mad at that take I actually think I think you're on to something uh, Heath Ledger doesn't make my list but like how you didn't have Gary Oldman I think this is a good pull for you for your list
0: all right well what's your 19
1: my 19 is someone I've been flipping back and forth with with my 18 and I don't know if I'm gonna say this one at 19 all right fuck it We're just going to go with who I have written down. So 19 for me, and I made sure to go watch some of his earlier films to make sure I'm putting him in the right position. And I think I am. He's not going to make your list. But my 19 is Tom Cruise. Mm -hmm. Tom Cruise is one of the biggest Hollywood American actors. When you think of American blockbuster actors, you think of Tom Cruise, Will Smith. Those are the two. And when you look at it, Tom Cruise has top gun which is a great movie. He has uh, Risky Business, Risky Business, which is great. Uh, days of Thunder. Days of Thunder. He has Rain Man. He has The Firm. He has, and I'm going to say the he has Jerry Maguire, Eyes Wide Shut, Magnolia, Vanilla Sky. But the movies that did it for me that really showed me Tom Cruise is an amazing actor is A Few He's Good sure. Men, where for he me. plays Lieutenant Daniel Caffey. Him versus Jack Nicholson I absolutely love that performance. I literally watched it three nights uh, last week, and it was incredible. Uh, You can't handle the truth, Lieutenant Caffey. I loved it, and I just thought the way he challenged uh, Jack Nicholson just really showed his acting performance. The next movie I'm going to mention, Collateral, where he plays an assassin named Vincent. It shows him going to the villain side, where Tom Hanks is known as Mr. America, Tom Cruise is also known as Mr. America, but he can play dark roles. And I think Collateral shows it where he's opposite Jamie Foxx. And Jamie Foxx is the mild, meek-mannered guy. And Tom Cruise is very aggressive, very dark. And then The Last Samurai, where he plays Nathan Algren. Those are three roles to me that made me have to put Tom Cruise on my list. And again, box office is there. Money-making is there. And acting ability and impact on cinema is there. Tom Cruise is my number nineteen.
0: Yeah, I think Tom Cruise is a good person to put on for sure. Uh, you know, for me, like some of the misses are glaring. Yeah, the misses are glaring.
1: um I think you know, the highs
0: outweigh the lows. I think yeah, I think his highs outweigh his lows. And you know, he, he can he can come into a movie like Tropic Thunder and have like a big a big showing. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, I don't but think one that he of, does I, his own
1: stunts, like that has to true. count for something. Dude broke his leg for the movie. I
0: mean, you could take out Mission Impossible and still he's got good stuff, you know what I'm exactly. saying? And, uh, you know, I don't know if you mentioned Minority Report. Minority Great movie, pretty good.
1: And I think um, he bounced back from the, he bounced back from the Scientology stuff because he was working with Spielberg doing Minority Report in World of Wars, gets caught up with Scientology, has a breakdown, comes back, and then starts doing Mission Impossible again and is back on top. And then Edge of Tomorrow. I, I don't want to say back on top. Well, he's one of the top actors. He is, because at least box office wise. And then Edge of Tomorrow is a, is one of those unknown hits. That is a Edge of Tomorrow is a smash. When you look at movies like Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, Edge of Tomorrow, uh, uh, War of the Worlds, uh, like you said, um, Minority Report, Collateral, Last Samurai, Vanilla Sky, those are huge fucking movies.
0: That's fair. It's you undeniable, know,
1: but, man. Tom Cruise gotta be on the list.
0: Yeah, I think I'm just a hater.
1: I think so. so. That's okay. You're that's the guy funny. that put Brad Pitt 22. 20. 20. Okay.
0: Right. <laughs> I gotta keep um, it up. I, I might just go through the rest of my list because it's a lot of repeats. All right, what you got next up? 18. Um, Bardem. Nice. Okay. I like it. I like uh, it. I got I got Bardem in 18. Well, um, just say,
1: save your rest. We'll just we'll go okay. through if you got anything to say about Bardem that you love, cause you didn't get to say. It much uh, no, I mean,
0: about we, him. yeah, I mean, we talked about Bardem. I, the reason I put him where he was is because, uh, the movies that I've seen him in, he was, he was the star of the show. I mean, uh, no country for old men where he wins his Oscar is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, you know, his nomination in, uh, or no, you know, he, he was the villain in skyfall. And I thought Incredible. he was one of the better villains that Bond has had in the new age. Uh, and you know, and then his movie Before Night Falls in, in 2000, um, he was nominated. I, so I felt like you got you got to give some credit for that. Interesting. But, you know, would
1: love the Bardim instead of uh,
0: Benicio. I just think Benicio has too many. I names. think I think Benicio shouldn't have done Star Wars. <laughs> big miss, big miss.
1: But you can't deny Benicio unusual Suspects in Sicario, incredible. But Bardem, like you said, Bardem has very little misses and he's very particular when he chooses. Bardem made both of our lists. Yeah, points. I
0: mean, like you could say his misses kept Pirates of the Caribbean, but you could also say that he no wasn't way. that bad in it.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. My number 18, I had a hard time putting that 18 instead of 19. I've gone back and forth between him and Tom Cruise, but it's Jamie Foxx. Mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx had to make my list. When you count everything Jamie Foxx has done from the Jamie Foxx TV show, to living single being a comedian being this guy that that comes in is is funny but then he goes on this run which is one of the most incredible runs of all time not to mention he's in the best sports best football sports movie of all time in even any given sunday but let's look at this run he goes collateral ray jarhead miami vice dream girls what a run like incredible he was nominated for both both movies ray is leading actor and in collateral as best supporting actor. Then you throw in due date where he can show he can do comedy, horrible bosses where he shows he can do comedy, uh, baby driver where he mixes his comedy with his action. You throw in um, uh, Django where he shows he can do action again. And now he's back in the the blockbusters with Spider-Man. Jamie Foxx has just shown that he is versatile. He can do it all from comedy. To action, to drama, whereas Will Smith and Eddie Murphy are very one note. Jamie Foxx can be the villain at one moment, he can be the hero at one moment, he can be the supporting at one moment, and his talents are incredible.
0: Yeah, I probably won't have Jamie Foxx pop up, and the only reason is because I haven't seen enough of the movies. Mm, I, that's acceptable. Um, but yeah, you know, I his do misses, think they though,
1: are there, but I think his highs outweigh his misses. Like his role. Yeah, I mean, big. like it, it, it's, it's,
0: it's one of those things where, like, you kind of think about the last thing you saw. And, like, for Tom Cruise, for example, the last things I remember Tom Cruise about is Mission Impossible, which I'm like, whatever. I mean, it's a franchise. And then The Mummy. And I'm like, yeah, I'm
1: glad the last thing I watched with Tom Cruise was A Few Good Men.
0: Because if it was The Mummy, I'd be pissed. So it's like, so, that, so Tom Cruise is, is not like a fresh thing. And then for Jamie, Jamie F- it's Soul in It's Project Power.
1: Oh, well, yeah, Project Power. That was the last
0: thing I saw with uh, Jamie Foxx. Last so thing I like, saw with
1: Jamie was Soul, where he killed it. And I never know. saw Soul. He wasn't bad in, as, in Project Power. I don't think he was the
0: reason why that movie failed. No, no, no. But, I mean, that's, like, if I'm thinking about... this? I mean, no, if I'm thinking about, like, Jamie Foxx, like, and the last thing I saw was Project Power, then I'm not, like, thinking about him in the, the top I got group. you. No, so, I got you. you know, one of those. I, I need to see Collateral. Never you seen definitely
1: that. do. Collateral's incredible. If, when we do so, directors... A best Director's list which will come and up. And I in. never saw
0: Miami Vice.
1: You got to watch some Michael Mann movies because Michael Mann is one of the best directors with Heat, Collateral, and and Miami Vice. With And that shows how good of an actor Jamie Foxx is because Michael Mann returned to him back to back with Collateral and Miami Vice. So, so
0: true.
1: who you got at 17?
0: Another name that you've named, Mahershala Ali.
1: Nice. Okay. Nice. Feel that. is great, man. Uh, Yeah, won back to back supporting roles in the Oscar twice.
0: True. Yeah, what I think, what I think is big for Mahershala Ali is you know he is really hitting his stride now. Mm -hmm. And now he's doing
1: his blockbuster shit with Blade. He's already won his Oscars. Now it's time to make that money.
0: Exactly, and you know he can do it on TV. He can do it in movies. So I feel like his Luke Cage performance is underrated. You're right. He should have been
1: the main villain. It was, And when he left the show, the show dropped. It, it, you saw when his star power was gone, the show did not feel the same.
0: You know, talk about his movie bag. We talked about um, True Detective, Treme, mm-hmm. House of Cards. You know, he's, uh, he Moon- was in Rami.
1: Yeah, and then Moon Knight is incredible. His performance in Moonlight is incredible
0: um But you know some of the recent movies he's been in. You know he was in Elite Battle Angel*. He was in great. the Spider Verse as a voice. He, he was
1: great in that too.
0: So I mean, it, you know, and then we t- you talked about his Oscar stuff. So you know, I, I think that he's definitely someone worth noting, and he's more one of those guys that I put as high as he is because he's only getting better.
1: I feel that. Respect that. I'm not mad at that. He had to make my list. I just feel like once get, he gets Blade out in a couple more movies, he will move up for sure. But I like you uh, predicting and having him up early, uh, high up. So but the next person I have at 17 is Clint Eastwood. I okay. had to go old later. It was time. Look, man, I, I the only reason why he's not up higher is because to me, the misses are there. The misses are really there with him. But when you have a career that expanded damn near since since like the sixties, right? Yeah, since nineteen, no, bro, since the fifties that you, you're bound to have some misses. But To me, he has the best Western trilogy with the dollars trilogy with a fistful of dollars, a few dollars more. The good, the bad, the ugly. He then he makes the the Western genre what it is with those films. Of course, you had uh, the the John Wayne era before, but the 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 era that Sergio Leone and Clint Eastwood put down changed the Western genre. Then he goes and changes the cop uh, genre with uh, Dirty Harry. In the Magnum Force, the the uh, the Dirty Harry movie and everything he does with that, with Harry Callahan. But then he comes back after the outlaw Josie Wells, which is incredible, and reinvents the Western genre again with Unforgiven and does a tale on how, how that Western genre might have been misinterpreted in his earlier years and gives a real rendition of that. But then you go and get him with Grant Torino, Million Dollar Baby, when he's older and just shows his range from being the good guy to the villain—he's done acting now. But when we're talking about best actors of all time, he has to has to be on the list. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll talk about him later. Gotcha. Who you got at sixteen?
0: Uh, uh, sixteen. Harrison Ford.
1: Ah, okay, nice. I knew your guy yeah. was going to make it up higher
0: than he, he was. Than yeah, he, he was going to be a higher, a little bit higher than what you put him at. But he, you know, I, I acknowledge that he isn't a top fifteen actor. Uh, but he does he does have some really great films, you know. Not only for what he did with uh with uh, the blockbusters, because you know he was in Star Wars, he's Indiana Jones, uh, he's Jack Ryan. Yeah, you know he he's uh he's definitely carried the the blockbuster mold, but um you know he's he's just someone that when you see him in a movie, you know that it's, it's, it's it might be worth it, but he does uh-huh. have some misses, so it's just, <laughs> he definitely. Is what it is. You know, one movie that um, isn't a fr- franchise that I like uh, with him in is a uh, Air Force One. I really like Air great Force movie. One. Great um, movie, great. Um, he was also you know in the original Blade Runner. So I mean, he's just like carried a lot of franchises that are still strong with their fan bases today.
1: Yes, he. Yes, it is Harrison Ford. The uh, one of the few movie, one of the like early movie stars, like early movie stars that changed the game. He. He revolutionized
0: what it meant to be a movie star. To be well, he's a- one of, the, and he's one of those guys where you see him in like those roles. And there's some guys, like t- Tom Cruise, for example. I was about me, to say Harrison Ford where, said the blueprint for a guy like Tom Cruise. He does said the blueprint, but like the, my difference between like a Harrison Ford and a Tom Cruise for me is like at times I'll watch a movie with Tom Cruise in it and see Tom Cruise. That's for, for where Harrison Ford like. You know when I when you see Star Wars early on for the first time, you kind of he really embodies his character, and then you flip around and you go to uh, Indiana Indiana Jones, completely different vibe, and he really buys into that.
1: For his three major blockbusters, they're all different roles. I think when he gets older in his career after these three, that's when they start to be the same. But Han Solo, Indiana Jones, and Deckard from Blade Runner are all three different characters.
0: Some like smaller roles that he had that are you know that still hold true in the big movies uh 42 branch ricky uh-huh. did, he did a good job doing that um and uh I, you know i guess you could say um his, his role returning in blade runner 2040 you know, and coming back in star wars again like being able to reprise his roles and like carry that character through uh-huh. is, is is kind of what you know helps him be as Recognizes as a great actor as he is we'll see what he does with the new Indiana Jones project if he can do that he might be a little too old Mikey. stay out of the planes Harrison <laughs> he definitely needs to
1: all right for me at 16 I have who Quentin Tarantino called the Marlon Brando of his era Quentin Tarantino thought he was the best actor of his era and Quentin Tarantino was so sad that he didn't get to work with him but This allowed for Quentin Tarantino to build his relationship with Samuel Jackson. I'm talking about Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne has to come in at my list at number 16. One of the best actors of all time. The problem is he just doesn't have enough hits in his name. But when you look at it, Lawrence Fishburne uh, from Apocalypse Now, when he was young Tyrone Clean Miller to going all the way to King of New York, where he's this, he's this uh, boisterous, just great force with uh, my guy, um, walking great movie but then when you see him as boys in the hood as this uh mature dad type figure it just shows his range about how serious he can get one of the best dads in movies of all time he goes to deep cover which is incredible searching for bobby fisher incredible but then he he missed out on pulp fiction because which but because quentin wanted him to be Jules. his at his agent thought it wasn't a lead role his he then sees the movie fires his agent, gets a new agent, and then ends up becoming Morpheus in The Matrix, which is one of the biggest blockbusters of all time. He's in Mystic River, which is an incredible film. Assault on uh, Precinct 13. Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. He has a voice in there. Uh, he's He's been That's in uh, Man of Steel. One of the best parts of Man of Steel is Perry White. Like, j- just the roles that Lawrence Fishburne does. every. And then his Hannibal series as Jack Crawford opposite Mads Mikkelsen, it just shows the caliber of actor that, Harrison, that, uh, that Lawrence Fishburne is. One of the best Black actors of all time, one of the best actors of all time. If he got more roles, I guarantee you Lawrence Fishburne would have been top 15 or high. He
0: probably would have made my list too. I, I haven't seen a lot of that stuff. He needs more
1: roles, man. If he'd have got bigger roles in his youth, Lawrence Fishburne could have been top 10. Lawrence Fishburne is on par with Denzel Daniel Day-Lewis and Leo in terms of acting ability, he just didn't get the roles that those guys.
0: And you know what? He actually had a story that I for, totally forgot to slip in here, but um, he's going to be in a, in a Netflix series called "The School for Good and Evil" with a uh, um, Crazy Rich Agent star, Michelle Yeoh. That's going to be great. Yeah, look, look out for that.
1: You don't get better than Morpheus. His role in Mystic River, his role in Boys in the Hood, and his boys. His role in Kings of New York. All of those roles just show his incredible performance, and as Jack Crawford and Hannibal. He's incredible as all of those. So Lawrence Fishburne had to, had to make my list at uh, number 16. And I know some people may think it's too high for him, but again, I weighed in blockbuster, I weighed in impact, I weighed in uh, block, uh, ability, and when the best and when my favorite director, arguably the best director of all time, says that, he he's the Marlon Brando of his era. I listen, and I go watch his films.
0: All right. Uh, moving into my f- number 15. Uh, my number 15 is actually Clint Eastwood.
1: Oh, nice. So what made so, you put Clint yeah, Eastwood he, in
0: 15? A lot of the same things that you said about Clint, Clint Eastwood, man. Like, And for me, I put him in there also for the directing side. You know, of course, this is an actor list. But for him to be able to have his Hollywood longevity is just tremendous. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, we've talked about on the running back we did about the good, the bad and the ugly, about how big of a Western guy he was. But, you know, to to span the generations that the he has to now, you know, of course, we you know, there's not really a, a movie in the 80s that. I really can like put my hat, hang my hat well, on. The thing is Escape from Alcatraz. I haven't seen that. Um, But, you know, he jumps into the the time that we've been alive. And, you know, I remember him from Space Cowboys, Million Dollar Baby, Gran Torino, Uh uh, the Mule. So, I mean, for him to have such a big career as a young Hollywood actor and then as an old man Hollywood actor, but also do all of those things behind the scenes as well. It makes him just that big of a Hollywood dynamic player. I mean, you know, Clint Eastwood is an iconic name, um, so much so that it's carried his uh, his family members to get roles that they probably shouldn't Scott. have. Scott.
1: <laughs> they wanted Scott to be Wolverine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, he, he's he's great. Uh, Clint Eastwood had, you know, just really needs to be on our list. I'm glad we both have them. And I think, the, you know, the range that we have a I man is about right.
1: No, I agree. All right. So for me, number 15, the final name that we got, and it was back and forth between this guy and my next grouping of, he was in, he fell at 15 and then he fell anywhere from 14, 13, 12, 11. These next guys are interchangeable, but there's reasons why I put the other guys ahead of him. But number 15, I got Joaquin
0: Phoenix. All right, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix is someone that I'll probably be talking about next week. Gotcha.
1: With Joaquin Phoenix from Joker to uh, The Master to Inherent Vice to her to...
0: Walk the line.
1: To walk the line. And then when we first really see him, uh, I saw 8mm, but really where he came on as an adult because he was a young actor as a kid was Gladiator. And if you saw Gladiator, him as Commodus just showed that this dude can act. He then gets a, he was in Brother Bear too, as Kenai, which was crazy. Didn't know that. He was in Hotel uh, Rwanda, but really- Signs. But really from Walk the Line to everything after, We On the Night, Reservation Road, The Master, The Immigrant, and Inherent Vice, and then Joker. It just shows how good of an actor this guy is. And he works with Paul Thomas Anderson. He's part of the, with my, one of my other people that I said, uh, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, they had a relationship. And this guy is just the quintessential actor. To me, he falls under the Daniel Day-Lewis camp of how he gets invested in a role. And I, sure. I understand that 15 is low for Joaquin, but I feel by the, when it's all said and done, Joaquin
0: will be a top 10. That's how good he is. I feel like the same way that I was talking about Mahershala Ali, where I feel like the best is still coming for him. I think it's the same with Joaquin. I think we're, you know, uh, and we'll talk about it when we get with Leo as well. I feel like when we talk about who are the guys at the moment, he's one of those guys. Yeah, he is. So, like, is he a top 10 yet? Maybe not. I haven't completely decided where I'm going to put him. but He has to fall
1: anywhere from 15 to 10.
0: He has to. I mean, he's just... He's, he's, he's top a, tier. And I mean, he's just, you know, he's just going to get more big roles going forward. I mean, what, he's got Kid Bag coming up where he plays Napoleon to Bonaparte. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Huge. you know, and, and I you think know Kid coming Bagg back as author.
1: Uh, is Kid Bag with Paul Thomas Anderson as the director? No, that's with Ridley Scott. So he's Ridley Scott. Up, he's teaming back up with Ridley Scott. I know he has a Paul Thomas Anderson movie coming. That's maybe that's the uh, the untitled or Well, the unannounced Disappointment Boulevard. Oh, no that's what Ari Aster he's working with Ari Aster. see he's working with all the best guys man from Ari Aster to to um to Ridley Scott and I know he has a Paul Thomas Anderson movie coming it's just not on this list of uh IMDb but again Walk the Line Gladiator Her The Master Inherent Vice and Joker it's hard to find six films with with an acting performance from any other actor that's better than those six that's man, the thing hey, with everybody he, he, from that, just real quick, that's the thing with everybody from 15 on the list. They all have between five to six films that are fucking incredible.
0: And they're with stars.
1: Yep, that's a fact. The problem uh, with Joaquin is, in my opinion, he's not the biggest box office draw.
0: No, but
1: it's changing. It is, 100%. Yeah. 100%, 100%. Uh,
0: and hey, man, if you can play Jesus, then you play anything.
1: Facts. So, all right, let's go through our list, 19 through 15 again. Start us off, Schubert.
0: Um, 19, I had Heath Ledger. Um, 18, Javier Bardem. 17, Mahershala Ali. 16, Harrison Ford. And then 15, Clint Eastwood.
1: All right, for me at 19, I had Tom Cruise. 18, Jamie Foxx. 17, Clint Eastwood. 16, Lawrence Fishburne. 15, Joaquin Phoenix. Next week, we're doing 14, 13, 10, and 11. We're not going into, no, we're going 14, 13, 10, 12, 11. 11, 11. We're not going into we're only 10. Doing four. We're only doing four next week because we want the top 10 to be split up into five each. So we're only doing four next week, but the next four, at least for me, that's a big four. It's a big four.
0: Yeah. It's, um, when you get to the names that are right outside the top 10, those are, those are usually some big names. Uh, mm-hmm. One name that I know for my top four is name that you have like, in on your list, but not bet real high. So, mm.
1: I got a I got a, i got man. a guy. I got I I will say this next week's actor. I have a very popular foreign film actor making. Oh, fun. there you go. That's that's one of my old references. I don't have too many Clint Eastwood's one, and next week you're gonna see the other one. That's like a super old actor. So mm. I
0: was about oh, to say old no, boy.
1: Three. I have three. I have Clint Eastwood. This one, the next week's one, and then the week after that. <laughs> I
0: was about to say, if it's all boy from Parasite, I wouldn't blame you. I mean, dude's great.
1: But he's not old, though. You ta- I'm talking about like old, old, like, like yeah, super yeah. old. Part of, you know when I was rewatching? watching yeah, all those yeah. 50s and 40s and 60s movies? Had to For come. sure. But I'm excited, man. I'm loving this conversation. Let us know your list. Let us know if you agree with what we got this is something that me and Schubert have been putting a lot of time into. Obviously I've been watching a lot of fucking movies to get ready for this list. We're going to do actresses right after this, take a little break and then do directors. But I'm excited that we are doing lists like this directors is going to be even harder.
0: Oh yeah. Directors would be real hard. I mean, directors is hard to judge because I mean, you do have like your, your staples, but then, but like, once you get higher up into it, it's like, you know, who do you, who do you put in there? I think like what'll be more interesting on the director's list is like everything above five, Mm, everything so below like five, you mean? Above like oh, okay. six, seven, eight, nine. Like who gotcha. who do we put who and do I don't we think, think we're is gonna, like on the rise or who do we think like is not and I don't think we're doing twenty-five enough. directors. I think we're only gonna do ten for that, maybe fifteen max. <laughs> I'd, I'd say maybe fifteen.
1: Yeah. Because is a lot for directors.
0: You man, you the one thing
1: watch some films.
0: <laughs> man, the one thing I think about when you mentioned Joaquin Phoenix, and like I'll probably yeah, you know, I'm going to talk about Joaquin Phoenix later, but man, he was almost the second best Phoenix.
1: He was River man, rest in peace. He was about to shine. Yeah, he he would have I think he would have been Leo before Leo. Hot mm, take. Well, huh, notice Brad Pitt has not been mentioned yet for me and I'm ready to go in on on you about Brad.
0: <laughs> That's fine, man. That's fine. <laughs> so disrespectful. <laughs> It's just one of those things where, like, uh, I, I didn't, I've never really held him to high a standard as an actor. Next Meaningful.
1: week, let me ask you, should we do our honorable mentions next week since we're only doing four? Or are we saving honorable mentions for the last week? I don't even right. know we were
0: doing honorable mentions.
1: Just people that, we've, that we didn't mention that, you know, probably, like, for example, George Clooney. He didn't, I don't think he's making either of our lists, but that's a guy who is an honorable mention. I, I guess we'll save it for the last week.
0: Yeah, I think we should save it for the end because, like, you know, we we'll see who makes lists and who would have an honorable mention. And then we can do like for me, honorable mention
1: could be like older actors as well as younger actors who we think will take certain people's spots.
0: That too. That too. Yeah, I think that would be worth mentioning in uh, the honorable mentions because, like, you got guys like Adam Driver who. who Gyllenhaal making my the list. Uh, wait on Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal right, might wait. be showing up next week. So I don't know. <laughs> Gosling, I mean, don't, don't don't be throwing out Gyllenhaal and, and Gosling's names yet because we don't know where they where they stand. All right, true, right true, right true, 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 true. That's what that's what I'm saying. We can't do that that now because all we all don't right. know.
1: Yeah, we'll wait. All right, so. Yeah, next week, 14, 13, 12, 11, Falcon Winter Soldier Review and Zack Snyder's Justice League. I'm an hour away from watching it by the time you guys hear it. Like, <laughs> I'm giving you insight. We're recording this Thursday night. In an hour, I'm watching Justice League. I'm hype. I might put a quick amendment. Like, is that already off. out now? No, it's going to be out at 2 o'clock, 2 p.m. Oh, ah, gotcha.
0: 3 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. I'm not saying it for that. About I watch, know you're uh, not.
1: That's four animated hours. Superman. <laughs> you about to go to bed, but yeah. that's all we got this week. Shuby,
0: you know. All right. Well, I hope everyone out there has a great week. Well, let everyone know real quick, what's going on with the network. March 26th, March 26th,
1: March 26th is the next pitch it match. I'll make sure that I'll go in the beginning and add an amendment to, to uh, promote this. But March 26 is the next pitch it match. It is between the editor of this show and the editor at the bros who think podcast, our guy Ian Hawley, versus the host of the What Do You Say Anime Podcast, Peter McGinn. It begins at 8:30 p.m. Central Time, uh 9:30 p.m. Eastern, 6:30 p.m. West Coast. It will be live, twitch.tv/slash bros who think. Also, this weekend, the first two matches will be out on YouTube because we want you guys to watch them before the next match. But be sure to watch the next match live because it they the, the VODs drop late. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And this match will be intense. I'm super excited for it. And side note, we already have the next match scheduled. I can give y'all the date, April 10th. Not saying anymore until Ethan and Peter's match. I mean, between Ian and yeah. Peter's match. Yeah, Ethan. I don't know what
0: the fuck I was thinking of. But, um, Ian and but yeah, you mentioned that Peter's interview's out, right?
1: Yeah, Pete, the uh, pre-fight interview with Peter to get ready for the matches out. Ian's one will be out Monday of next week. So go watch those those interviews to get ready for the match. Pete, good guy. He's one of the heroes of the league. He's not a heel. He's not a villain. He just wants to compete and show his knowledge. Yeah, I don't know where Ian stands yet. We'll see. <laughs> Ian might come out as a fucking heel, bro. He might. i think it might
0: depend on how it feels that day
1: yeah it depends on how how we conduct the interview but also be sure to check out the latest episode of the bros who think podcast uh be sure to check out the latest one piece review friday i know we've said this for weeks but friday is finally the day the run it back black Klansman episode will drop along with the monkey d dragon uh one piece theory video so you will have two videos on friday the run it back black Klansman, which is arguably which is the most recent movie we've done on run it back. So that's pretty big. Also the new poll will drop as well that Friday. Yeah. It's the most recent review too, because this is the only yeah. one we've done on bros who been so 2017 and, yeah. and run it back 2018. So, yeah, you know, 2018, but yeah. And other than that, that's all we got. Just be excited for next week. Cause next week's a big bros who binge episode,
0: Falcon winter soldier and justice league yeah we're definitely super excited about all that and uh go ahead and check out some of those trailers a lot of them are really worth watching this is one of our better trailer weeks um but yeah i, I hope everyone out there has a, a great week oh join stays, the discord joins the discord stays in tuned to everything going on with the with the network yeah link in description on the twitter right uh, uh no this the
1: Discord to join the Discord, the link is in the description of the YouTube video. The spot wherever you listen to the podcast, whether it's Spotify, Apple, or SoundCloud, the link is in the description. Just click it, come join the fun. We literally had a trivia night last uh last week. Uh the first prize got forty bucks, second place got twenty, no prize for third place. We don't give prizes for third place. Sorry. <laughs>
0: That sounds like that sounds like big fun. So definitely get involved with the Discord. But yeah, everyone out there, have a great week. If you're in the the bad weather areas, I hope you were safe. And um, as always, keep binging.